with us. We're not alone today. We've got Mario with us. Hey, Mario. Hi, guys. How are we? Oh, how are you doing? How's it like speaking on radio? Oh, it's first time for me, and uh, I'm loving it so nice. far. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on this question? Is one well, billion dollars too much for a single person to have? Well, I'm sure we'd all like one billion dollars, wouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, it's, sure. it is like a goal, right? But as, as an amount of money, do you think it's it serves its purpose? Well, look, honestly, it depends on what you do with it. That's okay. very true. So, I mean, do you plan to do any good with it? Do you plan to help others with it? I think you have to put it into that perspective. Um, you know, if you just wanted to buy fancy houses and nice cars, then it's probably not going to do you any much good, to be honest. But yep. yeah, if you want to give back... Uh, a billion dollars you can help a lot of people with that money that's for sure mm, so definitely. yeah i mean i i sit on the fence to be honest yeah <laughs> on that question um see i think it just comes down to your motive and what you plan to do with it so oh, that's a great answer mm. like uh, i was thinking specifically it would depend on the person so like elon he'd need a billion to run his business you know yeah. Um, but the average modern middle class person, that'll be too much money to know what to do with. Pay off your house, pay off your family needs, and you're set for like three lifetimes with that month. Probably even more. Even then, going back to like Elon Musk, we discussed Elon Musk on the show at length. Um, <laughs> He's not a fan of Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't think he needs a billion dollars to run his company. Mm-hmm. He can run that with millions of dollars. I think the, the space between one million and one billion is a lot bigger than people think. Um, so like I feel like with a billion dollars he can do more than run a company he could buy out several major companies in the US oh, that's true. he can do a lot more than just you know what I mean mm, I, yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that people we forget we need to build rockets though <laughs> <laughs> how, how can many? you build rockets with $3.50 mate <laughs> can't it's uh, impossible nah. <laughs> how much uh, does it cost to buy Twitter do you know how much? Oh, it was like 60, 40 billion? 44 billion. Now he's like billion. reconsidering it or something. Yeah, he wants to get it for less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are saying, mm. oh, he needs less than <laughs> yeah. a billion dollars. Yeah. Well, why did he need to buy Twitter in the first place? That's Free what I speech know. or something? It's a private company. So he can unban Donald Trump. Exactly. That's, oh, that's, <laughs> that's why. That's what that's needs it. to happen. That's it. But um, apparently he came out and said he's not going to do it. Even did if he? he? Even if he... Buys it out. He's not oh, going to really? unban Donald but that Trump. Kind of what, makes, a, what a Chad. But that's kind of <laughs> it. Makes sense because, like, I think he got because what he did was illegal, right? Donald Trump, right? What he was saying. He got impeached like twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they're like, maybe we shouldn't give this guy a platform to incite riots. <laughs> and then, and then Twitter was like, okay. <laughs> no, um, but yeah. So like, with a billion dollars, yeah, you said you can you can help a lot of people. You can help a lot of people with less, even like a hundred million dollars can go a long way if you do the right thing. I think people who have more than a billion dollars, like they don't need, they never needed to have that money. Yeah, that's true. And like they, if they wanted to do good with it, they wouldn't have a billion dollars. That's mm. that's my philosophy. That's your. Verdict. That's what I. That's, that's my your verdict. verdict. Yeah. So I got to use the the name of the show, the verdict. The verdict. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah. So what 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 are we going to be talking about today on the show apart from billion dollar men? Well, yeah, Mario. So. Thanks for coming on the show again. You <laughs> currently pleasure. work as a property evaluator, is that correct? Yes, property property valuer. So yes. what what is it? What do they do? Do they look at property and what evaluate it? property? <laughs> How do one value? Is it like looking like at a gem or something and like look at its luster or value? Like I wish it was that easy. Really? I really do. <laughs> but I want to put a disclaimer out there: we're not real estate agents. Oh, okay. 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 I always get asked, "Oh, do you sell houses?" It's like, well, no, we don't. No, we look at houses. <laughs> we look Very at houses. Closely. Exactly. And we tell you how much they cost. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, um, 
Yeah, look, it's to get into the gist of it, it's pretty much, like I said, you just put a value on a piece of property and it's not necessarily just a house, it's anything, right? It's even this building we're in right here, right now. I could do a valuation on this and tell you exactly how much it's worth. All right, do it right now. Let's do it. Well, <laughs> Give me a couple of weeks okay. and I'll get back okay. to you. All right, all right. So is it really meticulous, like the whole process? Like generally one, you know, domestic property, like a new house which was just built, how long would it take? No, it hasn't been lived in at all. But would you judge the, so the area you'd look at, you know, how close it is to the school mm. or things like that? Yeah, look, you look at all those factors. Um, location is one big factor. Obviously, properties closer to the city, closer to all your major amenities or your transport routes are worth more than something out in the middle of whoop whoop, right? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, even, but, and obviously size and build and quality, all of that plays a factor into it. So um, how sometimes do you avoid bias? Like, is there some bias, like conflicting? So you'd go look at it and then someone else would look at it. And then mm. would there be a conflict of interest or like bias or? No, the thing is you can't have a conflict of interest because when you do a valuation, it's legally binding, okay. right? For three months. So if I go do, if I do a valuation for you, right? Technically it could be grounds for a conflict of interest because you're my friend, I might say. And there's obviously a range. When you put a value on something, there's, it, there's never a clear cut figure, right? So I might say your house is worth anywhere between say four hundred and four hundred and thirty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Um, but then I could, if there was a conflict of interest, I might say, oh, because you're my mate, I'll take the high figure. I'll say it's uh, four thirty, so four forty. Yeah, oh, correctly. Okay. Or you can put the number on it. But um, yeah, usually you, you can't do valuations for family because obviously it's a conflict of interest, right? Um, and they'll really look at your history, or do you have to state it, or and if. If there is a conflict of interest, you can get fined or even sent to... Yeah, potentially, yeah. Okay. Big fines and, yeah, potential jail time, right? And wow. that's where it differs from, say, when a real estate agent gives you an appraisal, right? Because mm. an appraisal is just an indication of value. An agent might say, oh, your house is... We can sell it for a million dollars. But someone might come in and pay 1.2 mil or the seller might sell it for 800,000, right? Mm. It's just an indication of value. But with a valuation, when you put a number on it, like I said, that's legally binding. If you're two hundred thousand dollars out, or oh. you know, above or below, then you've got legal implications with that, right? So you set the baseline price, in essentially, like. Yeah, well, we give our opinion as to what we think the property is worth. That's cool. It's an opinion of value, right? But yeah. it's legally binding for so, about three months. So how, like, with going along with the conflict of interest line, like. Is, do you have steps to take to make sure there's no like unconscious bias with what you're doing? Like I might be reading too much into it, but say if there's like a suburb that you think might be a bad suburb, you're like, oh, I have bad feelings. Like I've been told bad stuff about the suburb. Yeah, I hate bad divers. <laughs> do, like, like, I do too. <laughs> like does that play into it, or do you have to really take yourself out of it and like look at say the facts of the situation instead of what people might say about something? Mm. Yeah, it's a bit easier than that. Yeah. Uh, because obviously valuations are based upon sales evidence, right? So okay. when you're valuing in a suburb like Beldivis, um, you'll look at properties that have been sold in Beldivis, okay. right? Yeah, so if it's a four by two bedroom house, you'll look at four by two bedroom houses that have sold, right? So you can't, just because you don't like the suburb, you can't go and choose 
<laughs> figures from other suburbs, right? It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, okay. People, they'll just laugh at your valuation and say, how did you get your valuer's ticket, right? So it's a bit, you can't really put a bias on it. Okay, that's true. The okay. only bias will come in is obviously if there's a conflict of interest. And yeah. like I said, if, if it's your parents' property or your friend's property, then yeah. No, okay. that's that true. Because um, I was going to say, like, because Beldivis is not the newest of areas, but there's still a lot of new developments in Beldivis. Correct. So yeah. would you can compare to the old houses there, like their baseline value, or would you look at towards the houses that have just been built in the recent years and you get a price? You could, if you were struggling for sales evidence, you could use the old old okay. stuff. Uh, it's all pretty similar anyway. The stuff that the new stuff that's being built is very similar to the old stuff. Mm. But ideally, you would want newer builds because obviously your improvements depreciate over time, right? Sure, you, yeah. you gotta start to rust and you, all that needs, you need maintenance, right? Yeah, so yeah. a newer house is gonna require less maintenance than a house that's 15, 20 years I old, see, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah, makes sense. But then it's ultimately, it's the, the land value stays the same, right? That's the, that's the thing that stays the same usually. See, yeah. So just think about it, your, your improvements depreciate over time, but your land value increases. That okay. makes sense. No, I yeah, see. Because yeah. like, uh, our old house is in, situated in Armadale. Dad still has that property, and he wants to keep on to it because he expects prices mm. to rise. Yep. And uh, I don't know, but, you know, when prices are rising, do you um, still compare with the original property and justify the reason for the price, or is it just the economy in general that just increases the price? Uh, look, there's a multitude of different factors, but, yeah, you can't necessarily look at, Say you bought it for four hundred thousand. If if the market crashes, right, mm. and you do a valuation on it and everything in the area has been selling for three fifty, then you say, well, you got to, that's what it's worth, right? Yeah. If it's less or more, so you know historical prices they don't really mean make much of a difference if I that see. makes sense. But it is good to look at it, right? No doubt. Mm. So no. So do you work closely with real estaters or? You, you consult them or do they, they consult you? I yeah, yeah, or a bit of both, a bit of both. Because when you came in here, you sound like you had beef with real estate agents. Yeah. Like, I ain't no real estate. Don't put me in there. <laughs> like, is it like a little... Uh, look. <laughs> look. I was behind the chair. He's ready to get... Look, I I'm about to get in on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so a big part of my job, obviously, about being a valuer is research, right? Okay, yeah. Um... Peer-reviewed articles. Exactly. Well, getting evidence, <laughs> right? <laughs> but peer submission. Yeah. Peer-reviewed <laughs> sales evidence. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and the thing is, especially with leasing, so sales evidence is all open to the public. Yeah. You both, both of you guys can go and figure out how much your houses cost or how much this house sold or this property sold for, right? Yeah. But in terms of say leasing evidence, right? Mm. When you want to work out how much a property can be leased for, that's not public knowledge, right? So a big part of our job is really researching and finding out leasing evidence, right? So this is going to get a bit complicated now. Oh, but we love complicated when we're this show. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the multiverse last week. Yeah, <laughs> right? We, we can get into it. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Well, you guys should understand it then. All right, so... Some of them We'll save that for Juice yeah, World. Yeah, Juice, World, <laughs> Juice World, yeah. I've got two brain cells and they're both fighting for third place. This is going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right, I'll put it into simple terms. Thank you. So you're <laughs> trying to work out how much you can... You're doing a rental assessment on a property, right? Yep. That's partly what we do. You want to try and work out how much you can rent a house for per week. I have no idea... So I'm 
there's no place that I can find that information mm-hmm. other than through real estate agents, right? Because real estate agents are the ones that are out leasing these properties and renting them. So they hold a lot of leasing evidence. So they'll be able to tell you exactly, oh, a house in this suburb is, you can rent it for 500 or $550 a week. So, because they know that because they do that every single day. People come to them and say, I have a house, rent it for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then they have that evidence. So, big part of my job is I have to contact these real estate agents and say, hey, look, I'm doing a rental assessment of this property in this area. I see that, you know, you've leased a fair few properties. Can you give me some evidence, right? Mm. So, I can back up my assessment, my assumption, right? Yeah. And... At the end of the day, they don't really, they don't have to give you this information. This yeah. is where it works, right? And okay. I'm not going to pay for it necessarily either, right? So, are they legally obligated to give you this? No, or? they're not. Oh. That's the thing. So they can turn around and say, "Well, what value is it to me to give you this information for free, so you can go out and make money, right?" And this is so. This is where it gets interesting because you just can't essentially be like, "Oh, just give me the info. I need it," because they don't have to, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's no possible just, way you just, can you really buy. Just gotta bring it. out the Nerf guns, bro. Well, oh, <laughs> on Minecraft. <laughs> In Minecraft. Give them their exact IP address. Make them scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of why. Look, I don't not like real estate agents. They're great people, and yeah. I, I could end up being a real estate agent as well. You never know. But right? I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Linda, who was on this show just before us, was telling us how she used to be a real estate agent as oh, well. Oh dear me. <laughs> She's probably listening right now. Isn't yeah, she's she? just like driving home. She's crying because you're just bagging. No, I'm joking. So she's oh, right. sorry in advance. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. In a in a nutshell, yeah, it is a. That's probably the hardest part of the job, trying to get information, particularly leasing details. Um, and yeah, and yeah, I've had a lot of not run-ins with real estate agents, but I've kind of said, look, <laughs> just can, you, can you give me a rough idea what it's sold for or what it's renting for? And some of them will help you out. Some of them will say, no, nah, oh. you're not worth my time. So, so standard American football field, right? Uh, valuator at one end, real estate, who's going to win in a fight? That's and then car salesman on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, car salesman. No, because you're, you're, you're yeah, doing yeah. that. So I wanted to bring that question. Real estate is and car, sa- car, car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Selling three cars in the back of this truck. Dowry? <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> Carl Weezer's there. Like <laughs> No, no, no. Like, what is that? You know, they're kind of similar jobs. You're trying to... S- are they similar jobs? Like, you're trying to sell a car. I would... I think they're, they're similar because you're selling something that they are the only people that can sell that thing to you. Mm. Uh, but they're different in the way that a house, there's more trust, I believe, with someone with a real estate agent than a car Because you can't look at the mm. mileage of a house, like in Ks, you know. <laughs> no, but you, but you can. You can see when the property was built and stuff like that. No, that's true. So yeah. like, I feel like with a car salesman, they can, they can tell you everything that's bad about it. They can be like, like sorry, like they can manipulate everything and <laughs> a trade with a car salesman happens in a day maybe more if you're talking about it but like at my job our car turnovers are so fast mm. we'll have a car come onto the floor and leave the floor in that day And but with a real estate you're talking of like weeks sometimes yeah, oh, months then, potentially because yeah, a house yeah. is a much bigger investment than a car you know yes like, yes um, mm. so how many free coffees have you given to your clients when they bought cars I'm not a car salesman Michael I don't sell cars I work for the people that sell the oh, cars okay, okay. I don't know yeah. if that's better or worse I don't <laughs> know. no 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 I'm the guy that where they're like hey can you go this car is about 200 meters that way can you bring it 200 meters this way and I'm like yes sir and I run and do that for them like the place that I work at it's a massive like warehouse floor you've got mm. about a thousand cars on the floor and I'm the one who makes it look nice um, w- that's well, pretty awesome one of about 
I think we've got about 24 staff, one about 20 people who are on the floor, making sure we have all the stock, as much stock as we have on the floor, and making sure it looks nice, and then driving their cars when they want to get them fixed and stuff like that. So do you get to drive around these cars quite frequently? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got, like, um, BMWs in my section. I've got Audis and Mercs and stuff like that. Tell them about the Iron Man car. Yes, so a line of Koners came out. They did a deal with Marvel where they make these Iron Man Koners, Mm. and Koners like a small SUV. And so what it is, it's it's got like a it's got like a dark red paint job with it's dark red and black matte black. Yep. It's got an Iron Man badge at the front. It, when you open the door, it says Marvel, and it's got Iron Man like a when when you turn the ignition on, the helmet appears and stuff like that. I almost bought it. I almost bought the car. It was ten thousand more than what it should have been, and oh. my my friends had to convince me not to. What year was it? It was like twenty twenty. Oh no, twenty twenty one. It was like and yeah. what were their price? Thirty thirty grand. 35, 33 and grand. fully almost new condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, the only thing is, like, some of the, the paint was a bit oh. chipped. But, like, because yeah, yeah. we're a second-hand dealership. So, yeah. But back to your original question. Salesmen are worse. Yeah. Car salesmen. Car salesmen are worse. Yeah, just, they've, they've got a dirty name, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the place that I work, and I really don't care if anybody I work with listens to this, right? In the place that I work, there may be two people who I would trust to sell me a car. The rest I would fob off immediately. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just would not trust them to do anything. Like, oh, it's gross. Could you make more money as car salesman or real estate? Like, the frequency of selling cars is a lot. Hearing, hearing from what the car sales people get up to, I think car sales, because they they have to sell about forty five cars a month. That's our quota at the place that I'm at, and they're getting com- like if they sell three cars, that's three commissions a day. Yeah. that they're getting and if they buy cars off people and then those cars get sold they get commission on that as well I would assume because the frequency of selling the cars is much more quicker than selling a house oh, of course yeah. Um, and I think yeah I, again but again, I don't know anything about people buying houses I don't know what that kind of turnover is or what kind of commission they're making off that I think it's a bunch but I know that these guys they live so like Expensive and lavish, like that's the stuff that they get up. But to. then again, that's not a. Is that a consistent income? Like some days where they may not be able to reach, they have to reach their target or they're out. Uh, yeah, I th- well, I think they go through like a process of like warnings or whatever. I but see. yeah, so 40, 43 cars a month. That's a lot of cars. That's a that lot. Sounds of Sounds like working at mm. JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you work at JB? No, oh, okay. what I've what I've been hearing, like oh. they have to sell. Certain amount of stuff. Well, it's KPIs, right? You got to hit. That's it. No, yeah, that, that's it. Like, but yeah, no, like and the commission on obviously IT products is far lower than a car. Yes, just obviously. Whenever you and a house for that. Whenever I like, think of commission, I like think of the Wolf of Wall Street, like commission baby, like the the, the paper stocks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the what's it? The the, pink, the, pe- the, the penny pink stocks. Paper. Yeah, the penny stocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we actually have a car which is a Ferrari. It's Spider. It's it's one mm. like the it. They don't make them anymore. It costs five hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, which is ridiculous for a car. <laughs> it's the most expensive thing that I've seen come through our doors. The 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 one before that was an Aston Martin that was three hundred thousand. Oh yeah, like my house costs less than that car, <laughs> and I can touch that car any day I want to. I can get. Can in you that- drive it though? No, I'd have to. I, I'd have, to <laughs> have a feasible reason. No, because no, no, you no, drive no, no. the car. That's the thing. That's the thing. I could. If they needed it to get done, and I was the only one available to do it, is that the push to start type thing? Everything's push to start. Really? Yeah, it is nowadays, wow. man. Yeah, anything made after 2019 is push to start. Wow. Mm. I Some you don't even tell test um, Tesla's. You don't even have to do that. Yeah, my Tesla's- i30 is 2018. 
<laughs> no, Tesla's, you don't even have to do that. You just hop in the car. Yeah. And it, you don't even know it started until you press your foot That's down. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, my friend has a Tesla. They rent it out through a company and he just rides it whenever they're not renting it. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like those things. You can't even hear it, man. No, trust no, me. No, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so just zip past you. It's scary. No, when you, right? Have you been like, in? You've been in one. Oh, I haven't been in one, but I've been very it's close to them. <laughs> I've, I've been, been blown right away the live one. observed one. <laughs> oh, my neighbor's back with this Tesla, I no, see. No, when you're inside it, it's just so silent. The yes. engine is so silent. I got to drive mm. it from Bentley to like Netherlands to go to one place I could fix them. Yeah, it was probably one of the most enjoyable rides I've had in a while. The screen is like massive yeah, like, on yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I get to drive some cool stuff. But yeah. yeah uh, uh, what? Elon? <laughs> wait a, wait a minute! No, no, you have covered my prize. I'm South African. Uh, <laughs> we got him. <laughs> That's me. That's why I was saying I hate Elon so much. So you want you want suspect? Does he need a billion dollars on that company, Alex? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but yeah. That is a comment. <laughs> oh no! I've been duped. Um, but yeah, so. That's 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 Westside for you. Westside. That's what it's called. Sorry, oh, Westside. Nice. It's, it's not like I'm just rapping gang signs or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, well, look, yeah. you you brought up the question earlier on. Okay. Who needs a billion dollars, right? Yeah. Yep. If you want to have those cars, you'd probably need close to that. That the you guy have a multitude of those cars. That's the so guy that true. owns our company, because mm. it's a, it's the WA's largest family-owned business, mm. right? He owns this. He owns racehorses. He owns a brewery down. Whoop whoop. He owns a bunch of companies. Um, I was I just happened to talk to one of his best mates of like sixty years because I had to drive with him to Bustleton, and this is part of my job apparently. And he was just like going, I think he's gonna his net worth is gonna breach a billion in a, the coming months, and I'm like, really? Okay, like, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he handles all the finances, and he's like, yeah, he's gonna breach a billion net worth, and I'm like, jeez, mm, well, I work for this man. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was going to say, like, what I've always heard, like, if you want to buy an expensive car, expect to have double the amount of money in maintenance and costs. So if you buy a $100,000 car, expect to have spent $200,000 on it. Depends which car, yeah. Does it actually? If you get, like, a Land Cruiser, Toyota parts are fairly easy to acquire. Mm. If you get a BMW or any, like, European car, you're going to have a harder time. Correct. Because you need to get European okay. parts and stuff. And there are specific places that do that because it's so specialized. Prices got. I see. Especially if you want those vintage cars and uh, you know those old Rolls Royce and whatever. Yeah, because price doesn't mean they're good. Like Is Land the price Cruise, right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, Land Cruisers. You get Land Cruisers from anywhere between seventy thousand to a hundred thousand dollars, right? Okay. Mm. And they're not like lavish cars. They're just good cars, right? Like Land, like Land Cruisers cost more than a lot of our BMWs. You know, like price doesn't mean everything all the time. Fair enough. Depends what you want out of it. But yeah, I could I could see some cool cool cars on there. Nice. The self park feature on a Tesla freaked me out. Really? Yeah, because I was gonna go park it, and then it's like, oh, auto park, and I'm like, I'll give this a shot. It goes too fast. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. oh, gave me a heart attack. But it parked perfectly. So what can I say? Another compliment to Elon. Oh god damn it! I can't <laughs> I can't be boosting this man's ego. <laughs> what what more can he take from me? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what I what I actually wanted to talk about today, we'll probably talk it after we do talk about it after we do some songs and stuff. But uh, especially like you know, our goals in life, specifically personal goals that are away from career and stuff like that. Because I think that would be you know interesting to learn, especially from you. You're you're in like a you're in a job job. You know what I mean? Mm, <laughs> like yeah. I work part time, not casual, at a car dealership. You're doing like an actual job that mm. is stuff that people make careers out of, right? Yeah, so it'll be interesting to hear what. 
what kind of stuff that you've put into your life, what kind of stuff you've um, mm. made from it. But in the meantime, we'll cut some songs, we'll play some ads, get the lights going in this place, and we'll be back in about 20 minutes. Are we on in 10 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Should we, should we wait 10 seconds? Yes. Okay. All right, and we're back. Wow, we're back. <laughs> Did I say 10 seconds? I meant... Psych, that's the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> So before we cut to a break, I I, I chucked the uh, question out there about our personal like goals and aspirations, specifically like outside of work and a career. So because you're here, you, we're talking about you and your career. What what other stuff do you have going on, or stuff that you want to get going? I guess nothing. My career is my life. <laughs> <laughs> my life is my career. You're a slave to life. capitalism. <laughs> exactly. I'm a capitalist. Okay. <laughs> nah. Look. I mean. We all have aspirations, do we not? But yep. Yeah, once you're in a nine-to-five job, it... It drains you, especially yeah, like does. when you have to put so much effort into getting people to give you information. And yeah, exactly. Like, As well, you know, my day-to-day struggle, for right? For sure. And you're like, what <laughs> am I? My constant hate with real estate agents. And you're up in like <laughs> Netherlands Give as me well, the right? information. I know where your kids go to school. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. I, I, that's how I, that's how I would do it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, um, I mean, there's ethics in business, but there's ethnic, there? uh, there's ethnics in business. <laughs> yeah, Wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we can start doing business now. <laughs> why do you think we're here? We're the diversity show. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That's why I'm on this show. That's as well, right. That's like. exactly <laughs> it. Who's the minority in Baldivis now, mate? Uh, it looks like I am. Yeah. You know, I'll, my people were once the majority. Yeah. So <laughs> what happened there? Who knows. <laughs> Wait, Michael, are we the only non-white people? I think, I think we, we are. are. <laughs> Maybe Carl? Maybe Carl. I don't want to assume. Yeah. He could just love the sun. Yeah, that's why we're on the poster. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're on the poster. <laughs> I was like, Alex, we're on the poster. Oh, we're okay. the diversity yeah, we're the diversity. <laughs> when you walk in the front, you'll see us. Like. Yeah, I look, I look dead inside because I was dead inside that day. <laughs> and my hair was a mess and I was wearing not the right shirt. It was yeah. a whole situation. Well, at least we had matching white shirts. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we could look like we were fresh out of bed. And it will contrast our skin color. Exactly. Yeah. White makes us pop. <laughs> So, so you don't have any uh, anything that you're striving towards outside of your career? Do you want to be black? <laughs> That's not how that works, buddy. <laughs> Man, I don't know. You know, after the whole George Floyd thing, I'm, I'm pretty... Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, pretty man, that happy. took the wind out of oh, me. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Michael. No, in, 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 in all seriousness, did you hear about the mass shooting that happened recently? Uh, like a, like a, 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 a white terrorist just went up and just killed some people in America. At the church? No, it was in a shopping center. Oh, oh, oh I think yeah. I heard about and that. And he I killed like he killed like ten black people, right? He went up to a white guy. He's like, "Oh, sorry, not you." <laughs> Said that to him and carried on. Oh, just like America's great. I love that place. It's just so newsworthy right now. Hey, at least it wasn't a police officer for once, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but tomorrow will be, and that's the thing. And yeah, and the next time. Yeah, next, and nothing will change. <laughs> and say lovey. I don't think this is a say la vie moment, man. It's like... I can speak French. <laughs> Look at me, mum. <laughs> uh. So, Michael, you aspire to be French? Yes. Yeah. We. Oui. <laughs> nice. You're catching on. I, I see that reference. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Better. So, yeah. okay. So okay. These chairs are really creaky. And I they really are creaky. Do you hear it in the recording? Yes. Ah, uh, shame. Ah, uh, this one's not that creepy. No, here mine, not yours. Good. Um, that means I'll hold you accountable for everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so back to the question. the question. Back to the question. No, I do not aspire to be 
okay. of a different ethnicity, oh, to put it politically correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but look, since I've started working full-time, it does put a lot of things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you said, you've got a lot going on. You, you have your finger in a lot of different pots here and there. Once you start working, you don't really have much time for anything else, to be True. honest. It's, yeah. it's just a constant grind. Yeah, because... Right? Yeah, because I, I, I did do the the 8 till 4, not the 9 to 5, but mm. the 8 till 4. Okay, hipster. Uh, during, <laughs> like, it, I do that in my in my off months when I'm not at uni and stuff like that. And then mm. when I was doing, like, because I run D&D games at home and at uni. And mm. so just doing that and then staying up till 10 o'clock. And then, I, cause, okay, so I live in Butler, right? Which is... Wow. And I hate your he face. a lot. Yeah. Your, your, your face just. And then you go to Netherlands, <laughs> and, and then I go to Jindalup. Yeah. So yeah. Geez. So we all we all drive a lot. Thanks. Yeah. I love that. So yes, I'm in Butler, right? <laughs> I'm in Butler. I work in Bentley, which yeah. is like Vic Park. I work. Yep. And then I I'm at Murdoch, right? So I'm just driving everywhere. So when I was doing, I do like represent, man. Represent. Ex- represent. Part of the squad now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I do Butler to Bentley. Do my eight hours there. Then yep. do Bentley to uh, Murdoch. Do five hours of running a D&D game then Murdoch home and then the next morning I just got to do it again and it's like yeah. that did kill me very slowly and then that's why I'm glad when I start uni I can take whole days off and just, even if I have one class I take the whole day off just and so then I can prac starts oh, don't 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 yeah we brought up the question before like uh, should pracs be paid you know you're mm. 10 weeks out of school but we can get into that later but, you know we'll yeah, do this question yeah. now yeah but. Yeah, so, like, I would love to be able to do all the things I want to do. Because as I was talking in our break, I wanted to try and get one thing of every, like, medium made or have an involvement with. Mm. So I've I've been a part of a radio play. I've been a part of a play. I've been a, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing this radio show. Um, I want to write a book at some point. I t- tried that before. I got about a... Oh. D. <laughs> <laughs> I got about a hundred and ten pages in, and then this is when I was still. What's the book still about? Quite impressive. Yeah. Was it the space book? No, no, no that was Marichka's one. Okay. Mine was the fantasy one. The fantasy one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I got a hundred ten pages in, and then school wiped me out. It's like ATAR just destroyed me. Yep. Then I reread the writing. And I'm like, oh no, this is ass, and I got rid of it all. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna, I want to give that another crack, and I want to like maybe play a like do some like movie or something like not not like be in the movie but like be movie yes i want to become barry b benson <laughs> <laughs> you're like jazz no no so you want to direct a movie not direct but i just want to be involved with it oh cool or you know even if it's like a, a small bit just get me my coffee <laughs> <laughs> yes mr tarantino <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Take off your shoes. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say. So it's really hot. Can I put my shoes back on? <laughs> okay, Dad Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I, I want to, I want to do that. And obviously, we're gonna, okay. we're, we're, we're we're producing two different TV shows here at the station. One is Gen Z TV, which is I have a big, big, massive part in. I help run the show. I sort of culminate the idea kind of thing. Then we also do. Uh, fake news, which is a bit like would I lie to you, but with news stories where we all present. What's an example? So, um, just really brief, yeah. Yeah, so we will we'll bring uh, three different. So we're in two different teams. We'll bring three different news stories each, and one of them is real, and they've got to figure out which oh, one it is. I was thinking of, like the man bites dog game. Have you heard about that? The oh, one? I have, I have. Yes. Have yes. you heard about no. that? The one where you make the fake news story and try to make it as convincing as possible. We do that. That that's part of it. Okay. Like, we we often like workshop like some titles. 
and then on the spot they, they go, all right, so what was the man's name who was involved in this uh, frog incident? And you're like, oh, his name was Jefferson McButley or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to be like quick thinking and stuff like that. So we're, we're starting to do that, but uh, it's been slow going with COVID because we've... No, if, that's if, true. Yeah, so... But yeah, I want to I wanna do that kind of stuff, but uh, I'm afraid once I get into teaching... It's going to go out the window. So you're studying to be a teacher, is that correct? Yes. yes. Primary yes. or high school? Secondary, yeah. Secondary, high sorry, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be rough, but I think I'm, I think I'm going to turn down my... I'm, I'm going to go from full-time to part-time just so I can survive because I barely had my head above mm. water this entire time. You can't time. make prac part-time, though, can you? I know, but that's just the thing. I can do everything else part-time, and then when I get to my prac units, that's different. But, yeah. Mm. You, you know much about teaching pracs? Uh, briefly. So, yeah. basically, I think you're going to go on your 10 weeks. So, 10 a week block, five days in a week, and you're just there the whole day. Usually, you stay back even more for, to marking and preparing lessons. Yeah, of course. And you're I doing a teacher's job. Yeah. So, on my final you, track. You oh. don't get paid at all for it. That's nope. it. You don't get paid at all. You have to sacrifice your work and everything. Uh, so my sleep schedule was ruined during my prac, and I stayed back so late, got up so early. But That's probably just me. But like, uh, well, I think I already get up early for work anyway because I had to get up at six to mm. get there for eight, kind of thing. No, that's it. Um, so I think I'm kind of already on it. But it's just, yeah. When I was looking up, when I was talking to people at uni, their advice was to save up ten weeks of pay beforehand, and then live off that. And I'm like, mm. that is not sustainable. I remember like during ten COVID, weeks is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you stay crazy hours, but like you know, that's that that t- really tests your passion for the job. Of course, yeah. So like, I could do weekend work, but then I'm losing a day of preparing lessons. Yeah, but then we bought mm. the argument that like you know, once you're working as a teacher, you're getting paid, mm. but you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess it's a bit tough for you because obviously, in my when I was studying, I had to do prac as well. Yeah, I think mom, but mom was only about three or four weeks. Yeah. Okay, and so full every day. Well, I did mine every day. Yes. Okay. However, you can obviously do it part-time. The idea is that you do it in between. You can do it over a semester, one day a week. You can do it a couple of days a week, or you can just hammer it out like I did that's three really or four cool. weeks straight, which is what I did over the summer break. Okay, um, mine mine was unpaid as well, yeah. obviously. But in saying that, my prac ultimately led me to a job. The, yeah. the same company ended up employing me. I was there for three or four weeks and they said, well, you know, we've seen what your character's like. You're here every day. Why don't you come back and do two days a week? Cool. And then so I started doing two days a week and then obviously rounded it up to three or four and then... Full time. Yeah, I graduated awesome. and then they just, yeah, pretty much didn't even look at my resume or my transcript because <laughs> I'd already been there for that long. Nepotism like, okay. and so connections. Do you reckon if you... If you yeah. If you f- dropped out of uni like early, do you reckon they would have still taken you on? See, the thing is with to be evaluate, I believe it's you do a the degree, which is three years, mm-hmm. and you obviously need to work for two years, right, full time before you can go for your certification. Oh. Okay. Or you can work, I think it's five or six years at evaluation company, and you still have the same qualification as if you did a three year degree and two years ah, okay. so that's where it's interesting so potentially potentially I could have but then I would have wasted however many years I was at yeah, uni for so it's no, uh, that's true you might as well cash it in exactly yeah. and you have a degree right I say you get, I walked away with a commerce degree so I could mm. go work yeah you for can a get bank, it looks right? good on the resume and you exactly. can apply for higher positions already. Yeah. yeah yeah. so is, is this what you wanted to do with your life did you go into uni sort of thinking with this mindset you wanted to do uh real estate evaluations or was this kind of just where life kind of guided you in the end 
Honestly, I had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> I don't, no one does. That's the thing. No, they don't. I, I changed no. my course like twice when I was yeah. there. Well, I did too. I started studying architecture, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, did that for a semester. Well, actually, no, I did that for a year. And then I tried geology, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't like that. Too much math, too much science. Minerals, Marie. Yeah, minerals. <laughs> <laughs> didn't like looking at rocks. Didn't yeah, like yeah, kicking yeah, yeah, rocks yeah. every day, you know? <laughs> But, uh, and then, yeah, sort of just enrolled into a commerce degree because obviously... Like, a Curtin lot, a lot of great student. business school. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Great business school. Commerce will open up a lot of doors for you. And I selected property development. Thought, well, that sounds interesting. And it wasn't... So I initially selected it because it was property development. Yeah. And okay. it was only halfway through my degree when my lecturer said, yeah, after this course, you're going to be a property valuer. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought this was just development, not valuation. And I was like, well, I've come too far to quit now, right? <laughs> no, on the structural level, it can seem similar to architecture, like property development. Yeah, well, look, it is all property, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. All invo- it's all involved, the architecture, building construction, property development, valuation. It is all within the property industry, right? Yes. Okay. So it's similar. And that's sort of what I was leaning towards. But yeah, look, it took me a little while to, to figure it out. And obviously, I'm... I met met my boss fairly casually. He was doing a job for someone I know. I met him through that. Through LinkedIn? Well, no, not through LinkedIn. No, unfortunately. I'm, I'm okay. not that high class, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I met him. He was doing a job for, for someone I knew. I came along. I met him. I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm so-and-so. I'm studying this course. And he says, oh, well, that's cool. Here's my business card and give me a message when, when you want to do your prac. And... That's, That's how cool. it came about. So That's it's sort of life essentially really guided me, not just through uni, but into my current role where I, where I am right now. That's interesting. So, yeah, but in saying that, is it what I want to do for the rest of my life? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Mm. Is that position to work up or like bridge towards another position? Is there a lot of career growth in this, in this field? Yeah, there is. Okay. And look, this comes back to the idea of it's like, you know, money. Like in terms of money, the the career growth in terms of what I can make is pretty substantial. Oh, for sure. Right. For sure. And then in saying that, I can always go from valuation to property management to property development to being a leasing or sales executive, whatnot. Not right? into real estate. Not you. Even I could go into real estate. <laughs> I could do that as well, but we won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, it's it goes back to your question, and I guess is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Yeah. And <clears throat> Probably not. Do I want to sit in an office every day and go for the occasional drives That's here true, and there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why you got to work from home. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like that's the reason why I wanted to do like even this like IPL is just so I could do something creative and like have mm. that have that somewhere, avenue. Yeah. Yeah, where I can like really sort of express myself, which is again why I do D and D. I've made like for my two games, I made an entire like world where they can just play in. It's a little sandbox. Do you know much about D and D? No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. okay. You give him the rundown? So, D&D. Give me the verdict. <laughs> the verdict? Oh, hey, he knows. He's he getting knows. quick. That's our loyal follower. Yeah, no, the, uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons, right? Uh, yeah. It's a, it's just a role-playing game, right? Dungeons we, and Dragons. All right, I'm putting the headset down. I'm <laughs> out of here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, They're playing Dungeons and Dragons in there as well. Oh, I'll go join enough. them. <laughs> well, let me familiarize myself first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have any dungeons here, though. No, we don't. Oh, shame. No, so yeah, essentially, um, it's just a role-playing game where you've got like 
instead of like having like a, a board game where you've got physical pieces, it's, it's largely theater of the mind for most of it, where you're kind of like me, myself, the DM, the dungeon master. I describe everything for them. I'm like, hey, you've entered a, a shop. There's a woman there. Yeah, slide in those DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm invisibly cringing no um yeah so you go yeah so you're like oh there's a woman here there's a man there and they as a as a party go okay we want to just talk to this person we want to talk to that person and then it, they play everything out but just to add like fun to it you roll dice to see how well they do the things they want to do so they're like hey I want to talk to them I'm like alright roll us a persuasion check and they roll a dice to see how well they do it and it's a 12 sided dice right 20 20 20 wow. for checks so uh yeah, so it's a 20... Ch- but you do have different types of dice. You've got a four-sided dice, six, eight, mm. ten, twelve. I remember that video you showed me when they landed that impossible odd. <laughs> Wait, which one? Uh, the one where I think they rolled a perfect one twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because I was, I was watching a game and they rolled two two natural 20s and one roll, which oh, is like... Oh, you're joking. It's like... It's like and the second one chance. didn't count, apparently. No, because um, they're rolling... Okay, so in D&D, you can roll at advantage. So you mm. roll two dice and take the best option. But because they rolled at advantage, they just rolled two natural 20s. So natural 20s is 20 on both dice. Mm. It's like one in 20 chance. So it's like a one in 400 chance. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how the math checks out. One in 400 chance for that to happen, which is like, it's fun. Speaking of rolling. <laughs> Are you making a, a Joe Rogan joke? Whoa. Is that Whoa. what's happening? On a family-friendly <laughs> radio show? We've got to put the explicit tag on now, boys. <laughs> Let's start rolling them up, eh? <laughs> Hope you brought your Zippo. Okay, slow down, Adele. <laughs> if I get crucified by Tris because of this, he's like, so I was listening to your show talking about drugs. <laughs> talking about rolling marijuana. Oh, gosh. Hey, it's just a plan. It's isn't just it? a plan and it's legal. It's just somewhere. a herb. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And crack is just some salt. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Like, I'm drug positive, but yeah. Yeah. there's a time in the space. I just, I just don't want to get ripped to shreds. Yeah, that's true, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I think that'd be a good topic for another show: legalization of illicit substances. No, that's true. If we get into yeah, it, I feel like because there's a lot of nuance there. We'll have mm. Snoop Dogg on the show. Yeah, I was going to do a Snoop Dogg impression, <laughs> but I thought for the betterment of myself, <laughs> and so I don't get cancelled. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I would, but I forgot how he sounded like. <laughs> um, just cough. <coughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, what about you? What other, what kind of personal goals do you have outside of your work and your um, careers? Oh, well, I love music. Music's been that's a right, big right. passion of mine. Um, before, I used to just play music, and I've been playing the piano for about seventeen years. So, I do piano lessons and stuff like that. So, I really enjoy doing music. But you know, there comes a time when you know you do too much music and then you want to do kind of something else and yeah. not be known as just a music guy. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, you know, I, I was just like, you know, let's, I like talking. I can, I love talking about pop culture, radio, whatever. And then I come on the podcast called The Verdict. There we go. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless, Shameless plug. plug. But no, I, I just really love like, I would say not the media arts or like, you know, just reading about movies and mm, mm. just really into pop culture mm. and then and especially working with people because I think originally I wanted to be a GP you know standard Indian thing <laughs> but like yeah, uh, doctor lawyer of nothing but the thing is when I was envisioning to be a GP I was just imagining the, the interaction between doctor and patient the, yeah. the, the communication that mm. you're like thing so then you know I, I ended up not doing that then I went doing teaching did four years of it and then towards the end of it 
the prac, you know, didn't go too well. And so then I just, you know, there was, I was talking to my career counselor and stuff. They're like, you know, there's other avenues in the education sector, such as NDIS and, uh, you know, working with children with special needs and things like that. So I was like, you know, I'll give that a crack. Uh, took all my units from that, deferring to this. I just thought two more assignments done and I'll be pretty much done now. Mm-hmm. So there's assignments are due by the end of this month. And then hopefully after that, I can get a graduation. Sure, it's not a teaching degree of like, you know, explicitly can be teaching in classrooms, but you can always do work on that and pick up units. But yeah. At the moment, I'm pretty happy with my job. So I'm a, a youth worker. So I work with youth on a one-on-one basis, help them achieve their goals. And the one thing which I really enjoy about it is the one-on-one, you know, that that communication feature. Mm. Like, especially when I envisioned being a GP, just having that one-on-one, you're communicating with them, helping the person, seeing how they grow. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you, like, you compare yourself to the first time you see them and you compare them to where they are now and you see how much they've grown. Like, that's why I like piano tuition as well. Because my, my student, she was a complete beginner. And then I've, you know, over time, we just, I just, you know, she's just making so much progress and that she wants to play at like church, you know. Mm. And, but, you know, nerves is another whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, just seeing that growth, I just like seeing growth and not being narcissistic, but like just being that influence, not that influence, or like you're, you're kind of like that. Yeah, no, no, I know. That I know person helping them. Yeah. Mm. But like, you're nurturing what, the seed. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. why I always love teach, like, you know, with teaching. You know, people never forget their teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the concept mm. of existentialism and stuff. Like, you know, you'd kind of be, you know, I remember like these relief teachers that have been in like primary school that they probably don't even remember me that they relieved that certain lesson or things like that. Like, teachers can make such an impact on mm. your students' lives, yeah. especially as a male, like in the primary sector. There are barely, barely any males mm. teaching in primary. And, and again, I'm not being preachy about my gender, but some kids, they don't have their fathers. They of don't course. have, um, because I worked in after school care prior to my current job and if I got a dollar like every time a child called me like dad or something I'd be pretty rich <laughs> <laughs> like like you'll be the billion dollar guy we're talking about beginning <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be. no but that, that's it like some kids they don't have that father figure in their lives and uh, mm. and you know they uh, in addition they don't have some people like an adult to relate with so like I know basically nothing about Minecraft, but I like, <laughs> I just make reference diamond pickaxe and s- like kids some go random wild. Kids go wild on and Minecraft. Like, <laughs> and I love like Pokemon and Marvel and stuff. And then, you know, I actually know stuff about it. And like some of the other people who work in the childcare industry, they're, they're much older. They, they may not, they, you know, they get the job done in the end. Mm. But I guess that's also a bit of a detriment to me when I was teaching because the concept of how you're their teacher, you're not their friend. Mm. I couldn't, you know, I felt I don't know I just thought I you know kids need that friend sometimes or but a teacher yeah. or so I couldn't really like blur the line between that which probably ended up why I was unsuccessful in I guess teaching but mm-hmm. I guess you know I'm looking to avenues such as a chaplain or a counselor or I'm, I was considering doing a masters in um counseling or social work like in that that type of field yeah, yeah. Mm. W- the, what I felt like was really like one on one and um conversational and uh, just being a good listener, which I found sometimes radio can help me with that. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and just, you know, especially sometimes expressing myself can be hard sometimes for me. Yeah. So I found out, you know, doing it with radio can help me express myself and things like that. Like, it, it makes it more like a, like a acceptable environment, kind of, to like... Yeah, this is a good place to test yourself and push the limits here because, yeah, it's a safe environment. Mm. You're not really going to get judgment, I don't think. No, that, not no that's it. As long as you can, like, 
back it up or like I guess explain the reasoning. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. But um, no, sometimes like you know when on the show, it just feels like I'm talking to you guys and like I don't even mm. know any. I, it's it's hard to sometimes imagine other people are listening. Oh yeah, people Pe- will be yeah. listening in the future. Of course. But um, no, no, that's me. Like um, just really just focusing on helping people grow and making a difference mm. in whatever way that I can feasibly do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really beautiful, man. Um, and yeah, look, I think I'm probably similar in that sense. Um, a lot of the stuff I've been involved in a lot of obviously youth groups at the church, especially as you know, Michael yourself. And yeah. yeah, I think what's driven me there is, I guess the ability to communicate with people. Right. And I think the, I think the reason you and I got pretty close on the friendship level was because obviously we've, we had these discussions with each other that we haven't had with many other people. For sure, right? like we've especially as, you know, like uh, uh, people with a kind of a similar background. And Correct, yeah. Sometimes you can't really talk about, like, you know, we can talk about Marvel and stuff for ages, like other people, you know. Yeah. And we can talk about, yeah. like, Catholicism and all oh, other that? type of things. Like, yeah. Because, you know, you can't just go up to, like, random guy in the street. He possibly, he or she could possibly have that knowledge. Mm. But, uh, you know, you're not going to go to any... Um, Harold on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Joe, but I was like, no, Harold. Yeah, change but it up a bit, switch it up. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you were saying? No, no. I mean, as I, pretty much as I was saying, I'm probably in a similar boat to you and how you want to really. Oh, reach I came out. on a boat. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you and no, I, I did. I came here on a plane. <laughs> on a plane, oh, legally. Okay. Well, even if you came on a boat, I wouldn't judge. Okay. That's not my place. No. Just saying. But, um, <laughs> Real nuanced discussion, guys. <laughs> Get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> oh. But oh. I think ultimately everything we do is is in the service of others. For right? sure. For sure. And you look at every job you have, even us being here talking on radio. Yeah. We're, we're doing this for our listeners. For mm-hmm. the people. Right? For the people, exactly. For the culture, yeah. We're serving them. Um in your in your job, in your job, my job, that's what we're doing. I'm serving someone else in whatever I do. That's it. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right cuz with all the jobs that I've done, the parts of it that I've enjoyed are probably the customer service aspect. Mm. I hate customer service because you know, you just deal with people who sometimes don't understand concepts that are quite simple. Mm. But the uh, like just talking to people and like cuz we we like I used to work for Domino's, right? So I just I'll go to people's houses and give them pizzas. Mm. And I like if I have fat chats with them on the doorstep. And like yeah. sometimes that's just a lot of fun. Like I've I've not like met people, but I've just met some well, I met some interesting people just through that and stuff like that. Mm. And I love that kind of side of things just being that sort of uh liaison between one thing and another and you're that person to do that communicating yeah no definitely i'm similar in that like when i've gone on inspections at properties and met property owners and you just start chatting and they say oh you know and so and so or where are you from this Mm. that and it just flows right yeah yeah and you're there giving them them a service but you just sort of find a middle ground and it's just so great right so essentially casual at the root of this discussion we are all (laughs) pro-slavery What? <laughs> Where did you get that How from? You, oh, no, no. <laughs> what kind of mental gymnastics did you do? What triple backflip have you done to land <laughs> in that? Don't well, do drugs. In I mean, his head, he's just got two rackets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you're talking about capitalism, oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Mm. I'm not a big fan. No, but that's good. Like, essentially, every job, we keep the, we keep the circle going. 
Mm. We we keep society running. The pyramid, you mean? The pyramid. <laughs> yeah, everything's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Moon, night. We're just we're just all pieces in the massive machine. In that the is capitalism, right? That yeah. is Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Is. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So think of it. We're all life is just like employees at Tesla at a Tesla factory. We're all working for the um, the man. You would say. So what you're saying is. Working in capital capitalist society is like working in a capitalist com- uh, company. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, China. <laughs> China's the. What are you? Are you just saying things right now? I got a shout out to the homies in China. Bro. <laughs> what do they do with capitalism? They could be listening. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, could- actually, they produce most of the world stuff. Exactly. But that's, but that's right. not capitalist. They- Capitalist is uh, making money off people's Wait, labor. Wait, so it's not putting the capital letter at the beginning of a sentence? No. No, Michael, that's capitalized. <laughs> Pretend it's a rainbow. Capitalization. <laughs> I don't. That's you why are... capitalism never has a small c. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna... so connected. I'm going to cry <laughs> out of pure frustration. <laughs> Well, let's not get into capitalization yeah. rates, shall yes, we? Yes, that's, that's yeah, another no, form I hate of capitalization rates. Yeah. Bring up the statistics, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just broke. The, I just broke everything. <laughs> oh no! Are we still recording? No, we're still recording, but I've just changed everything. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, Gee, no. don't mess with capitalization. <laughs> um. Oh no. <laughs> I fixed it. I'm so good. I'm good. I fixed it. Don't worry. Cool. Right, I'm good. You fixed it. But yeah, no. I, I, I would love to get into top the topic of capitalism, but I feel like we're just going to go too deep. How are we for time? Uh, it's 7.09 currently. So we can talk about it for 20 minutes. <sighs> That's a thing. Unless we want to go to our other, top- 20 minutes. Our other topic. Can I mean, I'm happy yourself? to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because... I don't know. I, I'm, actually, yeah, because I'm not sure if it's a generational thing, but I know that my... Ge- like, you know, the generation, right? Z? So, Z, yeah. They, we're not we're not big fans of capitalism. I'm not sure if that's just a mm. I run in those circles or if it's kind of like a a, a thing. But I think we're kind of we've, our eyes are being opened up to it's so bad. You're not a fan of capitalism. Yet, let me guess. Well, yet you use <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> you, know, you know the thing that's like oh, you're not a fan of capitalism, but you got a phone. You know that those kinds of like. And no, I'm interested I'm to listen about well, this Actually, discussion. if you want to go down that... No, 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 you, you guys no. talk. I, I don't know much about it, so I'm, I'm listening. I'm a, I'm okay. a learner. Okay, look, let me put this question to you. What okay. do you think about, say, communism, right, Marxism? Well, I feel like it has merits in its um, design, but obviously it's impractical because it doesn't factor in human greed. Hmm. You see, whenever it's tried to be... Because it's never been fully implemented, right? Whenever it's tried to be implemented... It's, it's failed. F- it's fallen on yes. one person who has accumulated power, right? Mm. And so... Yeah, we're getting into it. Did so, we talk uh, about Cartagen? Huh? Sorry? Cartagen? What do you want to mean? Uh, do you remember? Like, uh, oh, you weren't there uh, when they were like... The ladies like at the parish council, she's like... We we can't have this cardine mass. Oh God! Ca- oh, she Marxist. said cardigan. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah okay. cardine. Do you like- know who cardine is? Joseph no. Cardine. Okay, so Joseph Cardine, he was a Catholic priest. Yep. And he created the Young Christian Workers Movement. Okay. Right. So the Young Christian Workers essentially established, um, say, modern day. Um, Forget the word now, but um, what's for workers and that? Or um, unions. Union. Yeah, okay, that's the yes, word. Yes, so yes, he essentially yes. established unions. I believe it was 1930s, right in oh, Europe. Okay, so nice. Before any of this, before workers' rights and whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. the 
when workers' conditions were pretty awful. So yeah. you established this and it essentially gave people an avenue to express their hardships and... And their worries with the system. Worries with the system and whatnot, mm. right? In a safe way so you weren't getting vilified by the company. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. Um, so that's that's a bit of a background into that. But as in, in saying that, it's a lot of the... It has been construed as being left-leaning a lot of the time, yeah. right, towards communism and that. But Because it's helping the people, not the... Not the, the corporation, essentially, yeah. Essentially. But mm. in saying that, with that particular movement, during, obviously, the 40s, the 50s and whatnot, it was actually used by many people in order to fight the suppression that mm. communism placed upon people, right? Okay, yeah. And that fascism placed upon people as yeah. well. But um, obviously in Eastern Europe, for instance, they were under the reign of communism, all, all the Slavic countries, you got Croatia, Serbia, Czechoslovakia could name all Poland whatnot right yeah 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 so when communism was in power there obviously views and whatnot were suppressed right you couldn't really question the higher authority and YCW pretty much gave people an avenue to come together especially underground and to discuss these matters right and to almost rebel against it and get their rights back well is it okay so I, I feel like one of the things when talking about um economic systems and um what's the word uh workers rights and stuff no when like government sorry yeah. mm. economics they're often not the same so with with the uh uh the soviet nation right mm. it may have been communist but that wasn't but like the f- the fascism there wasn't communist if that makes sense Correct. So yeah, they're two separate things, and I feel like that's something that's that people have kind of gotten into their heads. Where every time they've seen communism, it's been about the other who have been under a dictatorship rule or whatever. Mm. And um, yeah, and I, I feel like that bleeds into those kinds of conversations when you try and talk about uh, a, a type of government. People often link it to what they know, which mm. tends to spoil the con- not spoil the conversation, but like uh, it sort of encroach itself on that. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I was just <laughs> No, it's a, it's a good point. No, it is definitely is a good point you raise. And obviously there's there's social sides and economic sides to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, but yeah, I suppose if we can if we stick to the, just the economical side of it, right? Mm. Then yeah, like you said, it it does have its merits, but it's it's always failed. Mm-hmm. It has always failed every time it's tried to be implemented. Um I mean, obviously it's still well on alive in China, but I don't know about the repression that those people are facing under it, right? Um, yeah. Even but in what, uh, North Korea, didn't they release their COVID statistics recently? Sixty-five thousand people got it in a day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was you like eight hundred and something thousand cases. Yeah. So. No, so um, but like, okay, so when when I've seen co- uh, companies, companies, countries that have tried to adopt communism, you see that there's one country, namely the US, that tend to sort of rifle their fingers in that country. So when you look at uh, Cuba and Venezuela and stuff like that, when when you see them trying to adopt uh, not even communist but like socialist um, yep. policies in that, they they had like an embargo on that country. They they um, they ended up the military funded the U.S. military funded a coup, a coup in that com- a cute coup. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I missed <laughs> something. They they, they <laughs> what is a cute coup? It will no um they they. they 
they funded a coup. I understand. In those, yeah, 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 yeah. And I understand that. And uh, yeah, in in those in those countries, and mm. like so, it's hard to tell when things are go when things have succeeded and failed because mm. of uh, the country, which is you know you know number one capitalist country on this earth. They want to hold that grip and make themselves look as good as they are. They're rifling in these other countries to make sure they never achieve that status. Mm. You know, like yeah, I don't know because. So you think that's obviously a bad thing? Yeah, I think yeah. I think that a uh, one country influencing another country to stop it reaching a form of government, and then using that country as an example for why that form of government they didn't reach mm. as a bad way to represent them. I think that's bad because it's propaganda, but like on the, such a global scale, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Because what like one of the things is like you know communism never works, but I feel like capitalism doesn't work. If if capitalism doesn't work, like if you look at America, the um, the homeless statistics and stuff like that. If you look mm. even here, we like the homeless statistics and stuff like that. You sh- you know everybody should be able to pick themselves up by their bootstraps and mm. do this, do that. But they don't. Ha- their system doesn't allow for it. Mm. Which is like because I I like I do take issue with that kind of stuff. Which is why like you know I I have certain views that sort of ha- are, mm. are different to that. And I feel like a lot, a lot of people in my generation have those views as well. Mm. Um, this brings to like uh, I was working and one one client he used to work in the military. He's he's pretty old and stuff. He was yeah. like, you know, these young people these days are getting it too easy. Uh, he's like he he, he views for like a <laughs> like like service for people on the dole. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. that's what he was like. You know, they should bring it back. Oh. Mm. I don't know if that's feasible. Like, well, I, service for those on the dole. No, no. People, <laughs> he should go into military service or like, yeah, like yeah. mandatory service. If they're on the dole, if they're on the dole, not working towards any employment or. But the, the, all right, so this is the thing. All right, you brought up the dole. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. The dole. Correct me if I'm wrong, but does that exist in communist countries, or is that just the way that those countries are designed? Is that that shouldn't exist? Is that it shouldn't exist. So with with yeah. socialist countries, the way that they're designed, because like, okay, I don't things I don't know an awful lot about communism, so I, ca- so I can't want to speak. Is, of it is on the Marxist values, right? Uh, yes, correct. Okay. It was Karl Marx. Karl Marx yeah. who found it. Yes, okay. um, but yeah, in socialist countries, the dole doesn't need to exist because everybody's being taken care of automatically. Mm. There's a universal income which sort of support like that is the dole where people are getting enough money to support themselves from a week to week basis right and then private property is like obsolete or something is that's uh that is uh communist i believe yeah because everything's technically owned by the state and i think the idea is that everything you produce so i think loosely right yeah. loosely the uh, idea yeah, this is why i don't want to speak in it just, yeah. just i don't want to get anything wrong I, I, like likewise yeah. likewise but loosely the idea is that you you go to work but you don't get paid for it right mm-hmm. Everything you do, you essentially give away to the society. When to society, but whenever you need something, you get it. It's mm. like a trade, right? Yes, yes, so yes. I produce this. I say I produce carrots, right? Mm. You produce cabbages. You produce onions. Mm-hmm. We trade, yeah. And so we all have that of each, right? Mm, yeah. There's no money. But obviously, associated some with some that. things have more for value than others. So how is that working? Correct. Out? And I guess that's that's the idea. So like you right? have diamonds, and I have like these this other thing, like. You know, coal mm. or something. I mean, yeah. coal is still important, but like, like topazes or rubies or something. Yeah. Diamond is like the gem. So, like, how would you measure like stuff like that? Like, in comparison to value, do you give more for that s- substance? Or well, that's I guess that's I believe that's what yeah. communism tries to work out. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like there is mechanisms in the in that uh, economic system that does allow for that. Um, but I I mean, you can you can bring that argument over to a capitalist. Society yeah. where a bunch Everything of people owned like, by the government and then 
well, yeah, a bunch of people are doing uh, are getting doing the exact same. Uh, sorry, a bunch of people are getting paid the exact same, but for different weights of what what mm. they're putting in. You know, um, or even even people are doing the exact same job, but some are getting paid far less for who because of who they are. Like at Domino's, mm. uh, if you're under twenty one, they can legally pay you less. So even though we're all yep. delivery drivers, we're all doing the exact same job. They're getting ten bucks less than me. And, mm. and I, to me, I'm like, that's not okay. Is it because yeah. like you know, I think the justification that they're at school and that school is their prior, like their priority. Is it, well, that doesn't really matter if we're doing the same job. School should not. I mean, say if they even it. dropped out on like year ten to yeah. focus on. That's the thing. If they, they could work full time, even work apprenticeship rates are like rubbish. Yeah. So I, I feel like with a socialist system, it means that it, like people who are unable to work, like those who have disability, retired, um, there's others, you know. Um, mm. Then they get taken care for, t- taken care, f- taken care of by the government. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Why am I bungling my words today? Especially during COVID. Remember but all the COVID supplements and yeah. correct. But that that happens obviously in capitalist countries as well. Yeah, that's true. Just not very well at all because people yeah, in yeah. in capitalist in capitalist countries you're seeing it now. People are against the idea of big government, right? Mm. A government that sort of involves itself in people's lives, takes taxes and redistributes those funds elsewhere. It, like using America's capitalism number one example, right? Uh, we're seeing how that country will take the taxes and then put it all into the military and be like, oh, we got nothing for you guys. Mm, and everyone's yeah. like, and then people on both sides of the argument see this as an issue, but then attack each other for it. But the government has the full power to put these money wherever they go. Like, you know, we see the questionable funding, mm-hmm. I guess, within the recent WA Spear. Mm. Yes. And like, but Correct. he has all the power in wherever it goes and we don't have any say. That's mm. all tax money which goes towards... So. so, but the thing that's why you've got political parties is they they help with the, with you know the distribution. The, yeah. So, well, not with distribution exactly, but political parties are there to exist to represent people. So mm. you vote those who and to lobby for their views yes, and I whatnot. Right. But like, yeah, again, with you know, with the homeless rights, right? Like the arguments that they have is they have no money. If you want to get the homeless off the street, you're gonna have to tax people more. But they're putting like. Three hundred billion dollars into the military and bombing up, bombing kids in Iraq. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. It's like I, I, I see that system as unfair. We don't have it as bad here, but we mm. still have, you know, the echoes of that are here. I think. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. But yeah, I, and then yeah, and I feel like a lot, because with the internet, people are seeing and sort of getting into these nuanced discussions, especially online, right? Mm. Um, about what people are doing with their money, what people aren't doing with their money. And it's kind of a lot of people in my generation are going, oh, maybe capitalism isn't the answer. Um, mm. But I'm not sure if that's just what I'm seeing or if it's yeah. always been there. I, look, I have noticed that yeah. myself as well with a lot of people. And look, it's you should question everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we should all question. Yeah. Um, and even you know, with my faith growing up as a Catholic where... You know, people, a lot of people say that, oh, you just believe because you've been told to believe. Mm-hmm. But no, like, I believe what I believe because I do question. Yeah. Right? yeah. Every time yeah, we, we had this discussion as yes, well. Yeah, we did, like we, we have. It, right? Sometimes I felt it was wrong to question things, Exactly. it's okay. But it's okay, right? In order yeah. to get a better understanding. And likewise, we should be doing that with our governments. We should be doing that with our economic systems and whatnot. So read the terms right? and conditions to everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, speaking of which, we've got the election coming up soon. Mm. And I think that one thing that people... Are blinded by is the idea of a two-party system, right? The United Australia. <laughs> God, I just <laughs> that leave song my, is leave everywhere. My YouTube alone. <laughs> I can't watch a single YouTube video with like Clive Palmer oh being there. Honestly, I tell you what, they've. 
probably because he has a lot of money. But they have been yeah. advertising really well. I've seen on so many freeways? billboards. Man, it's yeah. crazy, hey. Never it's before. because he's got so much money. Well, it, exactly. Insane. That's yeah. why. the mining industry, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he but hates WA but loves the mining industry. Get it right. <laughs> That's why you wanted to open the borders to access the mining industry. Yeah. Mm. No, so, yeah, so we'll, com- we'll come into the election, right? And sure. my girlfriend and I, we did a postal vote just because uh, I'm, like, working all the time. I, I don't have of a course. time off, so. And it gave us time to sort of see the parties that we that were going to hopefully represent us or try to represent us. And we did, like, our research on them. Mm. And so we sort of came to the idea of we're trying to put, like, the the major parties not up there. Last. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, well, we didn't want to put them last because the people that we didn't... Really <laughs> there's yeah. some people I'm like... You're going last. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's because if you get a diversity of opinion in Parliament, you'll be better representing everybody. If you mm. get two people just yelling at each other that don't represent either of your views, that's just going to suck. Well, I, you know? I agree. 100% I agree. And there has been, from a lot of people, I've been hearing that they've been pleading with the population to say, all right, look, let's put especially the major parties yeah. last or towards the end, exactly, right? So yeah. you can mm. diversify the opinion that will be representing you and your country, right? Yes. And I think that's partly the issue that Western Australia has right now because Mm -hmm. obviously in in our parliament here, there's such a majority, right? Labor holds such a majority. Oh, yeah, after that last election? Yeah, Yeah. it was like a landslide. 80% or 90%. Something ridiculous, like complete landslide. And they have such a majority, which means they can push through laws when they want Mm -hmm. at a whim. They can enact... Can states do that over here? I thought that was a fed... Laws is federal, right? Well, there, there are state laws. There's uh, well, yeah, legislation. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm not, a, not a lawyer. I don't really know politics <laughs> What do you mean? Much, you know properties. You know law. No, oh, I should know everything. <laughs> but for instance, look, yeah. uh, the state of emergency example, right? Yeah. Obviously, Western Australia, we're still in a state of emergency. Martial and law. Well, if, <laughs> we'll call it martial law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. essentially, they have to renew that, right? That comes to renewal, I think, fortnightly. Mm. Yeah. And... They've obviously renewed it again, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are asking the question. A lot of people I've spoken to are wondering, well, how are we in a state of emergency? Like, we can still go out, we can still go to events, you can go to the footy, you can go to concerts. Restrictions have even lessened. Restrictions like have lessened. Square meter rules. And ex- all of that. Yeah, so why why is there still a need for, an, for a state of emergency? I think it's a what-if situation, because we're still in a pandemic. You know, what it is. 12,000 cases today, or... F- 15 I like, think I think, last I think week it, I think it's like if we see like a mutation mm. for instance and oh. we see a massive spike we give them the ability to go oh crap this is going up mm. put it back down again just to get us back to where we were isn't it a yeah. matter of time though like you know he held on opening the borders for so long that it just happened now it's just happening what was the point well no no as in, as in f- less like I mean everyone's pretty much I everyone at my work well, my work is getting it right mm. um, but I think it's it's just in case something happens in the community where you see a massive difference. Mm. Like, you know, the strain would mutate. Exactly. Yeah, so... I I get that, but also, like, I use... Obviously, that was one example, but there are laws that they can push through. Like, even the most recent gun law, right? They Mm. push through a gun law that, in, in... Long story short, it pretty much outlaws that even if you have, um, for instance... um, like an assembly, like a piece of paper that oh, shows yeah, you how yeah. to assemble your gun, right? That's outlawed. You can't have that, right? You can't even have a manual on how to use your weapon because that's considered illegal now, right? And there was because there was no real opposition party to argue against that, they've sort of pushed this, they've managed to push this law through, right? Mm. And this is just one little example of laws that... Was that recent? That was very recent. Okay, yeah, okay. very recent. Within the last couple of weeks, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so... and. 
Yeah, this is the thing. When they have such a majority, they can push through these laws. Even with the COVID as a distraction, they can put things on the side that can get approved really quickly, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. And I think not just here in Australia, but over throughout the whole world, a lot of Western nations, you you tend to know, if you do the research, you realise that obviously the media has plastered all these news articles about something that is just really irrelevant and they mm. usually push these laws through they just demonize something so much that the public opinion wants to oppose it and mm. agree with their and, and, I th- and i think that comes to the idea of ownership of media that's it over mm. here we've got like uh, murdoch media right they own a vast majority and then of disney owns news. like how much percent now of media no, no, I'm, like, t- I'm talking about news oh news because yeah. yeah. we got yeah murdoch press owns uh, uh such a large amount of our news and we can see the way that this election is being uh, reported on, right? Mm. Um, you can see how certain news stations keep favoring a very certain person mm. and with the questions that yep. they ask and how much pressure they put on them and stuff like that. Exactly. And like yep. the thing is, right, um, you know the billboard um, in the city uh, above the nine news station, right? Yep. And it's like the big one, it lights up when you go on the causeway, mm. right? Yeah, I yeah. see that every, I'm going to see it tonight. Thursday, uh, <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays when I'm coming home from uni, or coming from from here, they have like anti uh, labor ads on there, right? Mm. And I'm all like, cool thingy, but it's only anti labor ads because I think Nine News is part of Murdoch Press, right? Mm. So they it, have to do it to support. I, well, because because they're owned by somebody who does it. I brought this up with you uh, a few weeks ago about how Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Oh, oh yes, and then geez. I think did I send you the meme that showed uh, all the different um, after he bought the Post, mm. like all the all the opinion pieces were like maybe billionaires aren't bad. Why billionaires are good for us, kind of stuff after he bought okay. it and stuff like that. So like you, we're starting seeing this idea of ownership of media is mm. really not allowing for diversity of voice. No, of course not. Yeah. In- and you look at the last, obviously, presidential elections in the US. You look yeah. at CNN, and then you look at Fox News, mm-hmm. and they're, like, different sides Polar of the spectrum. Opposites, Polar yeah. opposites. And, yeah. like, you, oh, it's just re- almost ridiculous, mm. right? Because you think, well, like, people gradually radiate towards what they believe in, mm. right? It's echo chambers, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And same with Facebook. From Facebook is so bad because when you're scrolling through Facebook, right, mm. if you don't like a post, obviously you can click on it and say don't show me this anymore whatever yeah. and then it sort of caters to you what you want to see right so you only get what you want to see mm. yeah. and then I think that's why we get such of a great don't division you get people on such different sides and misinformation misinformation and, and, yeah. and whatnot because it's not like you just see what you want to see yeah. right you yeah. radiate towards what you want don't get me started on sponsored ads and I like we have these discussions and then I see on Facebook a sponsored ad on the topic that you were talking about like yeah, yeah. I was talking it's about first happen, aid yeah. and then suddenly like a first aid sponsored ad came up yeah no no I I, I hate it's that it's so scary like, I hate that like it's it's not even an, it's they can't you can't classify as an invasion of privacy because we've ticked the terms and conditions we we've ticked like yeah, that, can, can give your phone have a voice voice you know available yeah. function so I think it just does it that's, yeah that's why whenever else. I search anything like medical or personal incognito uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always doing exactly. that because I don't want to see like those products or anything that I'm looking at no, just it. come up onto mm. my Facebook like yeah but the issue is even if you obviously switch off the obviously the sound 
part of it, then you can't even use it for like to call people, exactly. right? That, well, it, that's the way it works. It's you're in for everything. Or so nothing. Even exactly. my phone here is it's probably tracking our data off our conversation now, and I'll be getting sponsored ads about uh, my car little ads. pony, my little pony, my little pony. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't even be surprised, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but like uh, going back to the election. So when we looked at the state thing, we've got I think six uh, people, six parties currently. Mm. Uh, we've got. Uh, in no particular order, WA Party, Lib Dems, Greens, um, uh, Labour, Liberals, and uh, the Great Australian Party. Oh, Pirate Party? No, that's in that's in the what that's in the, the na- national one. Okay, they've actually become mm. they've joined a bunch of other parties to make a singular unit. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, we've got six um, things, and for that, I ended up put, putting two minor parties up first mm. before I put Labour because I did the research. I'm like, oh, these actually have WA's interests. At mm. heart, right, and that was funnily enough. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not like sponsoring, but the WA party. When I looked at what they were into, I'm like, oh crap, we need this kind of stuff. We need people to take care of WA. It mm. was all about sort of making sure that the people who work here don't get taken over to Eastern states so that they can be more centralized over there and make it harder yeah. for us to our economy, right? Mm. I'm like, good. They talked about uh, the environment, keeping uh, tree corridors and tree covers, which is mm. very, very a specific thing that happens over here. Yeah. Good. And like all this other stuff. I'm like, okay, they care about us. And like, I feel like people sort of should, instead of going for the easy option of putting uh, la- labor liberals first, mm. Literally, like, just go onto the websites, look at the policies, and then see which ones are catered, and then put those minor parties up there so that we can actually have discourse in government that is helpful for us instead of just two old men yelling at each other. Mm. Let's have five old men <laughs> yelling no, at I each other. I agree, and they're preferencing each other. Mm. Liberal and Labour mm. are actually preferencing each other in some seats, I believe. Yes. So, and because that's like, well, hang on a second. What's going on here? Well, some see like, independents right now are getting a focus because some independents are garnering votes because of, and they could flip the tide. If you get, I think, what is it, three independents into mm. into office, then you lose the majority on both sides, or something like that. It's something interesting. It's something like if you get three, uh, yeah, three independents in, then the swing. They become the uh, the swing votes. Okay, interesting. But the thing is, I'm a bit unconvinced by independence because it's uh, are they are they giving their voters are they preferencing their vote to one of the major parties? That's what you saw. Is, isn't that the point of them being independent though? Well, you just don't know, right? Well, That's, yeah, I mean, I in politics, right? Look, yeah. you should you should have ethics, right? Yeah, but yeah. in what I've seen the last few years in politics, there's not much ethics there. Yeah, right. A lot of polit- politicians are in there just just for their own game. Mm, mm, and mm. I I personally I wouldn't put it past independence either. Oh no, so, not at all, not at all. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're you right. Know. No, I can see where you're coming from, but again, I think it's you look at the independent. You don't just vote them because they're independent. You look at the independents that speak to your values. Of course. Exactly, so I feel yeah. like. If they speak to your values, you probably know which ones they're going to preference mm. just from that. But the point is that they exist and they're able to make change so that one government isn't just pushing through everything. You know? Yeah, I, I think that comes like the advertising and stuff comes into play as well because some people who don't even care about the election, but it's mandatory for us to vote. They'll generally vote with the one with the you know the most bombarded with advertisements. They'll yeah. probably just vote for that just You're to right. get over it. You know, like I have other things to do. Just tick 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 tick. I, I think political ads should not. Not not exist, but I think mm. they should be done a very specific way. And like That's with this United Australia, like advertising, it's like it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. it's either gonna turn people off or make them vote for it. That's but what's interesting, sorry, what's interesting is I remember I was 
I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, last here time. we go. Oh, look at this. Here it is. All right, time to turn it <laughs> no. off. But, but he, he had he had a some sort of political analyst on there, right? And apparently during the elections, right, the Google search search engines, right, they would obviously when you type starting when you start typing in, you know, the um dem- the the Democrats or the Republicans, oh, yeah. the yeah, the yeah. autofill, and apparently for some of them it was like they would try and swing it. So if you type in the Democrats like are a good party, right? Yeah. Then people were more likely to vote for them. Uh, but if you type in, if the um, auto suggestion is that the Democrats are a bad party, for yeah. instance, they're less likely to vote for them. Yeah. And apparently like the Google were doing this and it like psychologically swayed a lot Sheesh. of voters. Right? I don't, I but that's I, not advertising. That's technically not advertising. But also I, I see that come up a lot and I know that Google bases it's autofill results based on what you search. Yeah, that's... So I know that when I've searched one thing in Google and then I go to search maybe a tangent later down using a similar keyword, it will base it off the keyword that I've searched earlier mm. and not necessarily the public... Op- uh, well, and the public opinion. Like, if you if you type in uh, Amber Heard, you're not going to get her list of accolades. You're going to see the court case. Did Amber like, Heard Is Amber Heard a bad person? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and that isn't because... I don't think that's because of Google in intentionally going. They're a big company. They're going to be. They want to get supported by Republicans, right? Because they're going to help them. Because they're all about mm. um, capitalism, right? Well, they both are. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's it, they. It's going to be based on what everybody else is saying because you know there's a large public opinion of say like Amber Heard right now. Mm. The autofill is going to be based on that, and it will swing one way or the other. It's not going to be equal. Yeah. And and then if Google get involved and make it equal, is that them? Is that then them interfering that way? It's well, that's the thing. Are there any laws to stop that? But we don't know. I that. don't think like, there's any laws preventing. No, that. because it's such a it's such a rapidly evolving mm. space that the people in America specifically, the Senate uh, senators, they don't have term rate. Um, uh, what's the word? Said turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No spice. It's not dinner yet. It's not dinner yet. They don't have term. Terms. Terms. terms? Yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a three, four year yes, term. Yes, right? they, they can yeah. just be in there for as long as they get elected for, right? Okay. So presidents they have a two like a, they have two terms. They can Even mm. the pope, I think they don't. Have a set. Yeah, well, correct. Yeah. yeah, and but with senators they don't. So they could be in that office for okay, thirty years. Interesting. And that's why a lot of senators are just old people who don't have any understanding of mm. um, Facebook or Google. D- um, did any of you guys watch the Mark Zuckerberg when he was on trial? I just saw the lizard memes. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> so no. a lot of these people were going. So does Facebook do this? And he's just like, Oh yes, I remember with the the selling the data and yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were asking such asinine questions that literally meant nothing because they have mm. no understanding, which is like another issue. Yeah. You know, we we need people who represent us to be in office so they can start actually making laws that affect us mm. instead of people who don't understand Facebook going. Asking but like the questions. people who yeah. re- represent us, you know, it's fine. But they have to have also the qualification to represent us. As yeah, well, but so. yeah, exactly. But that can happen pretty young. Pe- yeah. We get yeah. young people in office all the time. Well, you know? people, people don't necessarily trust the young people, right? When I was um, when I was trying to work out what I want to do with my career, right? Yeah. When I was sixteen or seventeen, I, I spoke to a real estate agent. Believe yeah. it or not, right? Oh, oh. and that's when the feud started. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe, maybe. But he actually told me as a seventeen-year-old. He said. You know what? Do not become a real estate agent until you're at least 25. Okay. Right? Because he reckons people just do not trust you. Mm. Right? When you're when you're 
holding someone's wealth, right, pretty much in your hands, people aren't going to trust you. And I feel like it's the same for politics, right? Mm-hmm. Like you go for a surgery. Picture this, right? You go for a, you have to have brain surgery, right? And then out comes like a 22, 23-year-old doctor, see, right? Yeah. You're going to be like, well, hang on a second. I'd rather like the mid-50-year-old dude that's got 30 years experience than you. (laughs) I've got anxiety. I wouldn't see a thing and just hope for the best. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You see what I mean? Anastasia, (laughs) you couldn't see anything. And I feel like politics is the same. No, no, I agree. And uh, unfortunately, I guess, obviously Mm. the people with these views are all in our age bracket, right? They're pretty Mm. young. Mm -hmm. And people are less likely to vote for them. That, that's just a sad truth. It's age right. discrimination. Whatever oh, so you this brings call on it, to the topic of ACYF. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 but um, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, the people are looking for people with more experience. And then, you know, we have these strong values and beliefs. Experience doesn't always mean good. <laughs> that, that's very yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, will we have any final thoughts on this topic before we cut some music? No, not really. I think we. We've kind of covered a lot table. of bases, yeah. I think. Yeah. We've done political systems, economic systems, the other stuff. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so anything else? So what's the verdict on this? Verdict you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Literally. <laughs> the verdict yeah. is the system is against like, us. Even with the, with the election, you're choosing the less of all evils. Yeah, the lesser of two evils. But then mm. unless you vote the... Majors, major parties lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's how I feel. I, mm. This is probably the first election where I almost have no idea who to vote for. Usually, I'm pretty well cut out. I'm like, yeah. yep, I know consistently which party holds the best interest for me year on, year yeah. out. Yeah. But this is the one election where I'm like, well, hang on a second. I don't They're all terrible. <laughs> They're all terrible, yeah. nearly, right? Yeah. So... I mean, I like I know who I don't want to vote for, and I think that's mm. the, been the easy choice. Yeah, okay. especially given the track record of the past however many years that we've had, I, I'm able to figure that out. It's just trying to figure. Well, out. I wonder who it is. <laughs> I wonder. Oh no, these are my political <laughs> opinions. No, um, and but it, it's just figuring out instead of voting for the other party, who else on this massive docket are going to be able to help me and I've been mm. able to see a couple of people there and I'm like that's good let's yeah. get do you think there. you're on the minority like actually researching I mean the minority hey minority. just because I'm brown <laughs> <laughs> like you know researching the yes. participants yes like, yes did you do was there like a specific web page you found or, or um, I, it, it was, it was with, with full bias but you go to their their pages it outlines their policies right I see but with a little bit of critical thinking you can see the way they write you can see the way they talk about things that gives mm. you more of an insight on who they are you yeah. know what I mean so Correct. there was one party I went to and they didn't get an editor or anything because I could see so many spelling mistakes I'm like okay let's was figure out was it confidence that they just gonna win or I, no no not even that it was just okay, I was assuming it was United <laughs> no 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 it was um I, I don't, don't want to mention parties. No, 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 for sure. No, yeah, but like, no, you can see when, you know, uh, they, they've got policies that say this, 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 and this. And you're like, oh, they've got a category for that. Let me check it out. And they've got three sentences. Then you see a category for something else that I, I, I have a view on. And they've got five paragraphs. I'm like, mm. this is an indicator of what they value. And you can use that kind of thing because they're going to talk whatever they want. That's why... You, um, yeah, that's why Clyde Palmer is gone. We're going to get rid of uni fees to try and get in the young people's vote, mm. which it's all broken you, promises. And yeah, he's just doing just that. He's appealing. It, yeah, exactly. So you just if you use that kind of critical thinking and sort of realize and sort of see, you know, trajectory like what they've done in the past and what they are actually advocating for, you can kind of get a good idea of who they Their are. Their track record, pretty much. Yes, but I, I do think I don't, don't think anybody really votes 
uh, researchers, I think most people go, okay, I like what they've done. I don't like what they've done. Let's go for the other and go for the major party. Yeah, it's like on the voting form, like sponsored by Labour or something. <laughs> oh, look <laughs> at this Labour. I better vote for yeah, yeah. that. You know? Yeah, so <laughs> I actually got in the mail. I don't want to take up too much time, but I got in the mail uh, from... It was a postal, fo- a free postal vote, but it came with like liberal stuff. Like it was all about. Did it say hi, Alex? Like, did it use your yes. name and stuff? Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. I because we ordered for uh, we ordered postal votes, and then this mm. happened to come in, and then it's just like because uh, we had to do it by deadline. So they did this strategically, right? We got it on the last day, I think. We we uh, we signed up for postal votes, right? And then in the mail, the postal votes come. Not our postal votes. Labor have just gone give postal votes out, put in some of our information about Is that legal. Ha- that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if it is. So who did who did you get information packs from? All the major parties? Or I got just I got I, I got uh, from the majors. So yep. I've got um, one was from liberals. Yep. I got two from uh, liberals. One is like a big one, and one about the person in my catchment, mm. and one from uh, Labour as well. But they packaged like three things in that one one. See, I don't think that's necessarily an issue because when you go to vote physically, yeah. they're all standing there and they're handing it out. But this to was for you. postal yeah. votes. Cards. This was for postal votes. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, the information I, to to mm. to put in a postal vote came with the information from one specific party. Yeah, that's that, interesting. And it, when I looked at it, I'm like, because I, I was home alone, and I was like, oh, this is a postal vote information. Mm. And it came sec- with this whole package of all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, I'm like wait a second, this does not feel right. Why would they do this? And then I looked at it, and at the be- very bottom of like the big intro sheet, it's like, oh, and if you haven't already, here's a free postal vote form. Like wow. in just small writing, mm. I'm like, that feels a bit icky. You know what I mean? It it's feels like, like yeah. they're, 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 into yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. they're very literally pushing the envelope. Mm. Um, but anyway, we'll... Well, we got to do breaks. Yeah, we got to do breaks. <laughs> We've been talking for another 15 minutes and I didn't want to... That's fine. We've got to sponsor fine. the capitalist society. We do. We're a non-for-profit. We don't fit into that regime. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Baker Boy. We'll be back. All right, shout out to the Bar Mitzvah group. <laughs> How's it going, Bar Mitzvah? How, yeah. All right, that's it. That's, that's all you it. get. That's, that's all it. you get. That's all we get. Good. Um, so you came with another topic you want to talk about, apart from property management and <laughs> valuation. So what's, what, what else are we going to be talking about? True crime, LA. <laughs> NCIS? Is this like grand, are we talking about Grand Theft Auto? I think so. Yeah. The game? Or? Man, I wasn't allowed to play that. Oh, really? No, when I was young. Yeah, Under 15, yeah. Oh, and even over 15. Yeah. It's on GTA? A lot of kids play GTA nowadays. I no, think, no, I think, for sure. Yeah. I, think, I think people are kind of like desensitized to the idea of beating up. No, I was looking at like the I de- think so, partly. We, yeah. we, we, can, we can detach us. I think people went, oh, if they're going to play violent games, they're going to be violent. And then it's like, no, you can pretty much detach yourself from everything that goes on on the screen. No, like you I can, was saying, yeah. the demographics are like Pokemon and COD. It's like all the little kids play COD and like all the adults <laughs> play like Pokemon. You yeah, know? yeah. Because like, once is Yeah, no, that's fair. But like. But I'm um, just like, you know. It's it's because one's escapism and one's preparing them for school. No, that's it. <laughs> it's just this no- nostalgia. And, yeah. That was a school. But no, we'll get on to our, our topic. Yes. That's that's a good way to start the topic, though. Do you reckon? GTA. GTA and desensitizing. Oh, yeah. violence and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, no, that's a good topic. The the media and <laughs> desensitizing said, violence. You haven't said what the topic is yet. We're just dancing around it. All right, the topic is so uh, d- uh, social violence. No, it was don't, dom- don't look at me. I was not. I was just like I domestic didn't make it. domestic violence. No, it's like local crime. Local crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like crime. we're not going to talk about domestic violence yet. No, we've talked about that a couple of weeks ago when we yeah, talked about the Johnny exactly. Depp versus Amber Heard case. Yeah. So, Michael, why don't you give us um, a uh, le- story of what what recently happened? That well, basically, last week uh, my fence got uh, kicked in in the middle of the night. 
Man. And then we had dad and I had to literally, because we're, we're on like uh, towards the main road, we'd take out the fence and literally hit it into place and put it back in. It took mm. a while and install security cameras and stuff over there. So that's so they destroyed your fence pretty much. They it, literally just kicked it in. Like uh, we got the neighbor's footage and uh, these young dudes, they just was came it, was out. It, was it kids or like? It was like a high school kids. Oh, mm. so they just kicked it in and ran off? Yeah, kicked it in and ran off like in the middle of the night. What? So uh, yeah, I tell you to kick in that man's fence. <laughs> oh, you won't do it. <laughs> show bar. Let's go kick yeah. it in. But no, we just we just need to look more into it. Yeah, mm. yeah, fair. But uh, obviously, this sounds like a it's like a recurring problem. I believe in especially in Old Davis, Rockingham, Rockingham, yeah, that area. Um, I know the same thing happened to my cousins. They used to live in Rockingham, mm. and one day because they obviously live along a footpath, and yeah, one yeah. day few kids would have been mid mid teens they just came in and just started kicking the thing bro we had in, no problems right? in armadale for 10 years that's saying come, something yeah exactly like that's what i'm saying yeah I, so it's a distinction to make here is what what uh, is it's, it's to differentiate the crime right here we sound like we've got some understimulated kids who just see a fence they want to kick in comparatively grown adults who want to th- theft you or something you know what I mean no that's true I feel like those mm. are two different things so, like, I mean they're both crimes obviously but I feel like the view we have of that is like you know just some kids who want to kick in a fence obviously it's your fence but yeah, it's my fence. <laughs> I mean it was a good looking fence oh no I understand the appeal of kicking it <laughs> but it's bad you shouldn't kick people's fences well look yeah. if we want to get more extreme I've, I've got like, an interesting story about crime as well oh yeah sure. hit, us, hit us with it hit us so with my it. obviously I've, I've grown up on a farm right yep and there was one night where a group of kids right in it, I think there were about three or four of them between 13 to 15 right they stole someone's car right so they actually stole a car and they were using and they were using this car for ram raids into shop shopping centres and whatnot. Oh, okay okay yeah and then one night, like, we hear these sirens going off, like, and they, they kept continuously going off, right? And they were going, police were going up and down the road, and we didn't know what was going on. We're like, what the heck's what's happening here? Mm. And the next morning, we, we find this abandoned ute in the middle of our paddock. And we're like, what the heck's? We called the police up, police come and, Did it wreck you know, your plants? Yeah, it did wreck some of the plants. So, oh no! What, what what happened? These kids, right? They essentially stole this car. We're using it for ram raids. And cops chased them up our road. They somehow managed to sneak in our farm through back roads, and then they pretty much abandoned the car there, right? And the interesting part was these kids actually had firearms. They had guns on them, like oh. 13, 14 year old kids. Well, had did you actual record guns. them having guns, or was well, there well, no? When they were arrested after, apparently oh. they had guns. So they had stole these 14, 15 year old kids. A stole a car. Was it what a, car was it? It was like a Ute, like oh. uh, I can't remember, like a Holden Colorado or something. And they had know. firearms. They had firearms, like apparently. A, a Commodore, like one of the like a small Ute, like that. No, 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 like, like a just find the car. Oh, okay, like just find oh. the car. <laughs> was it worth it? Like, <laughs> no, crash my fence. Better be in a good car, you know. Like, exactly. But no, no, no. crops. But like, they had fire. They they caught them with like firearms and nuts and say yeah they did that's crazy and, and they're like, like teenagers they were only like teenagers sure. so and yeah so obviously it's a serious problem right yeah uh, and it happens out there and we're know, not even in America no well we're not but it, it's pretty rare like you don't walk yeah. you don't people don't walk around with guns here yeah like I mean, in the US w- where right? was this like was this like in a farming area yeah so it's like farmers have guns right like that's a thing well, yeah. correct yeah, yeah, yeah but, get but, off but, my but property this, this is the thing say someone Someone from 
my folks, whatever, they went out with their gun and they came across these kids with guns. That's they. You don't want to be in that situation, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't want people to start shooting at each other because who knows what could have happened, Yeah, right? It yeah. could have ended fatally. Yeah. And that's the scary part about it all, right? It's not like, oh, you know, someone just stole a car and dumped it in your farm. It's like they dumped the car, but if you went and confronted them, you would have got yeah, a shootout. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, right. is you know, this you talk want. about firearms and kids and adults is really brings back to the p- political party and how people don't trust young people in uh, positions of power mm. <laughs> and how uh, the older people are, I you know, like they're, they're trained with the sense, gun. Eh? The young kids are not, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is exactly all the same, ca- Michael. It all comes together, you know? No, um, but like, uh, a point to be made Nice here. metaphorical story. But <laughs> the, a, point, a, point, a point to be made here is all, all three instances that you guys have talked about mm. is talking about kids, right? Mm. Like, which kind yeah. of like, if you think about maybe, you know, why these kids are in this position where they're out at night kicking fences what's mm. put them in that what's position? that family structure exactly, yeah it, it, i think at that point like are we are we going to blame the family because we don't know what's happening and how yes. their family situation that, their parents that, kicked them out to exactly what was the act of re- rebellion or yeah their family might be in a worse state than they are they're trying to escape mm. it right and then so i feel like this brings forward like you know the i the argument that we should really be supporting kids during like nurturing like those stages of development yeah, right like good great, role, yes. being good role model to yeah kids, and right? just giving them facilities where they can do what they need to do like that comes a lot down to you know local governments like giving them access to youth places, programs and yeah youth progress like youth mm. programs uh, even like skate parks you know you see it's it's a really good place for kids to vent off some of the energy and sort of come together in mm. a non-school non um kid and parent situation you know of course even so with the existentialism like some people the you know, kids are like, you know my life doesn't matter or things like that so yeah. i'm just gonna do all this stuff doesn't matter if i get caught or something you know my parents don't want me my friends don't want me i'm just gonna do mm, these anyway yeah. and you know that's just terrible like with the mental health and stuff as well yeah so mm. do you reckon any of these things would be could have been avoided had like we had uh, like funding towards these kind of facilities for young kids or do you well, think that's the thing is if like they're gonna take these if they're gonna actually utilize these facilities you know oh no it's too corny for me i'm not going to go for this youth group yeah i mean kids that are in that position that are getting to that stage committing these crimes they're well past that point of thinking oh should i go here so a juvenile uh, reform but 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 obviously but obviously this is not about them then it's about them beforehand exactly because you've got things that led up to that their families their upbringing whatnot right yeah, because mm. maybe they were escaping domestic violence, and obviously every, everybody has childhood trauma, right? Mm. And mm. I think it's the search. I think ultimately we're all searching for love. Yeah. yeah, right. And that's why a lot of people turn to violence, right? Because they just want to be loved. If their parents never loved them, and they turn to that, and it, it manifests. It's a lack of love can manifest itself in violence, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Jake yeah. Lockley. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> God damn it. We, we talked about <laughs> that last week uh, about trauma and. Uh, What's it called? Multiple uh, uh, dissociative identity disorder. Like how uh, he turns it, he, he, he turns into like another person to to shield another persona from abuse, and it's really, really yeah. So DID, it's it's a trauma response, right? Mm. You, de- you develop personalities. One personality um, exists to keep the host safe from trauma, and so this character has DID, and the character that we think takes the abuse becomes the most violent yeah, out of them all. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't know. I, f- I feel like. The crime is crime becomes an issue. You know, we we talk about it in a in in a sense where it can only be resolved by punishing crime instead of treating the effects that cause crime. 
if you mm. know what I mean. You know, Correct. we're always looking sense. for a band aid rather than like treatment of. The I mean, sure, solution. the kids need like punishment for what they did, but like yeah. you know, it always has to be that not understanding, but that um help. Yeah, we 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 need to be fixing the issues that cause people to go to crime. I don't think people go to crime lightly. You know, no, people aren't going. Yeah. I'm going to do a crime today. The only people that do that like. People who own businesses and going to embezzle funds or whatever. Mm. I'm going to do a crime today. Uh, Two million dollars, please. Uh, but like these these kids that aren't doing that, they it's like please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to be polite when embezzling funds. It's just insider just, trading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dominic, can I have those reports, please? Right, I want so next money. week we're going to discuss the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so like these kids are obviously it's like a step yeah. by step thing for them to lead mm. there, and I feel like we have too much of a focus of. Let's punish these kids. Like I, I strongly believe that jails should not exist in the capacity that, that they do, mm. right? I feel like uh, you should have two types of prisons: one for rehabilitation and one for punishment for like heinous oh, crimes, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So rehabilitation for like minor crimes, like theft, burglary, um, you know, trespass, like those kinds of crimes that mm. could anybody could commit, right? And obviously punishment for those that like. Um, first degree murders uh, sexual assaults and rapes and stuff like that mm. like that would be a punishment thing but mm. we focus too much on punishment instead of repairing yeah I agree yeah it's to like the, the convicts who first came here like some people just stole a loaf of bread or mm-hmm, things like mm-hmm. that to feed their family and the, and the scale of like with murderers and yeah yeah you know I'm, I'm glad we don't have a prison complex like America because like their prisons are privatised which means mm. they get money for putting people in prison oh really which yeah, means do. that they look at things have come out where prisons have been in communications with judges to get more people into their prisons because then the judge gets a payout right and so what happens car salesmen real estate <laughs> meeting quotas <laughs> there we go we need yeah so what happens is the judge pick the judge chooses uh, people to go to jail so that he can get a payout and who does he choose Amber Heard no, not yet. No, no. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, Spoiler yeah. alert. What does he choose? He ended up choosing kids who are most likely to be forgotten by the system, which that's unfortunately becomes mm. minority kids. Right? Yep. It's a per- that that's another issue over there. But like over here, mm. that's get- why the whole like the you know the whole police system and all that it's messed up. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, even over here, I think I think we need to take an approach that helps people instead of punishes them. But it's such a monumental task it is it is and nobody wants to do it because it's going to require money and, and you know where that comes from and taxes and patience and yeah. all the and people willing to work with you know yeah. at risk kids that's the thing yeah the, the the job the capital that goes into that that's going to be a hard role to but fill but then again if you're successful in that you'll be that change for kids and mm. if you weren't there the kid would probably go down you know yeah. even to a worse state mm, so. of course yeah because social work is a much needed that's um it job right now right like i mean it's well, always gonna be it's a shame course, i mean it's, yeah. it's well paying but like nobody wants to do it like, well, is it well paying though that's the thing or the like social, that, social work so yeah the people that are working in these social work i i i've heard you can either get like you know bare minimum or if i would say it's above a, average mm. though like um you know compared to maybe real estate or something like that I don't i'm not real estate i mean retail and i, th- I think yeah. it's also like it's a full-on job no, to be a counsellor because sure. you, especially if you want to be a counsellor or a child psychologist, even right in the pu- public sector, it's you're hearing a lot of trauma yes, day yeah. in and day out, and like a lot of people, even qualified people, that that's heavy stuff to deal with. I mean, I've heard stories from people that work oh, in yeah. these fields, and you think to yourself, like, and how they, do you? They, yeah. they know this this stuff is happening, right? And like a kid will come to them and give them their their family situation, and then they'll just 
go back home at the end of the session to that same horrible family, to that same domestic violence, right? And there's yeah. nothing you as a counsellor... Because that's our legal guardians that they have to. Exactly, right? I th- yeah. But sometimes it's a heavy, like, heavy job to no, do. No, for sure. Sometimes I feel with counselling, you have to have that understanding. First, they have to feel understood that they can share in more detail with you. And then that's where the training comes in to learn how to deal with it. But mm. the, at the core of it is getting the child to trust you and... You know, you you showing that you understand the situation and be that kind of like shoulder to lean on. Mm. Um, Do you think in that a way? But it's a really emotionally draining as yeah. well. Even after you, sh- if after your nine to five, you can still go on through the night. You'll keep you up yeah. at night thinking about, mm. you know, how did this child go through this situation? You know, and I had this. You know, you kind of have like this. What this? Not not the victim. Survivor's conflict, guilt. Survivor's guilt. Mm. And like you know, how did this yeah. person have all this condition? Well, I didn't. And then. You know, and then they have to go back to their environment of mm. abuse. You know, I think, and then that comes to another thing: support for support workers, right? I, maybe a system like how teachers get X amount of time off a year, right? Yeah. Which they need, right? Because they're doing nine to five and then dealing with this stuff after hours. If support workers had that kind of system, where you know they they would work full time for about ten nine months of the year, they get two months off just for mental health, you know? Mm. Because yeah, like you're saying, like the way like dealing with this kind of stuff right i i remember i i did therapy a while ago uh, i should probably do it again um and the guy who was my therapist says yeah us psychologists we have psychologists because it's a whole thing si- for sure like, they're human yeah. at the end of the yeah, day yeah like, so, like you, it's hard to do well i'm gonna diagnose myself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah I, with 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 crime and with these systems especially that affecting young people the amount of capital and attention that it needs I don't think it's something that we're ever going to get, which I think is very, very unfortunate. Um, Time to cull some of the population. <laughs> What's that going to help? More oh. empty houses with fences to be kicked. Snap. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, no, like this is this is why. No, that's I, it. Yeah, this is why. I like with with certain systems, they should allow for this, but we've just gotten to this point where the problems become so big that it's just, it's not too big to. I think we could realistically tackle it. But nobody wants to. Do you think mm. people can abuse that system as well? Just to any any system can be be yeah, abused. Correct. Um, but that shouldn't be a reason to not do it. No, that's true. Because we the systems we have now, a capitalist system is constantly abused by people in it. Right. Uh, think about JobKeeper. Right. That came mm. out to try and make sure mm. that people stayed in it. Right. And then the the big the big cats up top went. I'm just going to keep that money for myself. Like, that's being abused. It's like also like the example of like, you know, like giving money to homeless people. Sometimes they use it for actual good. Yeah. And sometimes they use it on even worse things. And then there's a social experiments, people fake being poor. Yeah. Or, mm. And then they just take the money for themselves and use that as a f- source of income based on human sympathy, which can make you really like, yeah, you know. They, obviously, there are a lot of, yeah, a lot of issues like with that, like with homelessness. Like, that is an issue that we need to tackle very desperately because mm. that kind of stuff, it leads to more issues, crime, of drug course. addiction, stuff like that. Of course, especially children that are homeless, right? Well, yeah. what are they going to do other than li- likelihood is they grow up and, and get involved in a life of crime? That's the thing. I, I remember when I went to the city one time, like after I graduated, and I saw somebody that I went to school with and they were homeless in the city. Wow. And that... Really? They literally Wait, looked w- which you went to school with? Yes. They looked at me and said, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, I won't. And then... It was such like well, a. Hear you on radio. <sighs> I have mentioned the names, all right, or agenda, so we're good. Um, okay. So Did you say agenda or gender? Gender. Oh, they said the agenda. Like I haven't mentioned the name. Okay, or the no, agenda that's fair yet. No. Mm. So, 
but like that to me was such like a, it really took me by surprise because like sure. our school wasn't like a bad school we were well mm. off but the, the fact that in a year or two this person had gone from being at school every day to living on the streets and yeah the city terrible. center that's heartbreaking yeah that's, that's horrible definitely yeah it 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 just kind of shows you how much can change in such a short amount of time have that you, puts somebody from one person to another situation. So are they in a lot better situation now? I believe so you? now. I, I checked up on them on Facebook, mm. and it seems like well, that could be what they're portraying, but it seems like oh, they, let's say we can talk about social media yeah. and how you're portraying <laughs> the best moments of your yeah, life. Yeah. So okay. was it? Um, look, we won't delve into them in particular for too yeah. long, but was it? Was it? I guess. Uh, factors out of their control that led to that or was it their own decisions I believe uh, a mix of both I believe I think it was yep. home life and oh. it became so detrimental that they had to leave and they didn't okay. have a backup plan yeah um, yeah and like when you're in that position it's so easy to commit a crime because it's the easiest way to get the things that you need right of course yeah like going through cent- you hear the horror stories about Centrelink you know like just trying to get access to money or access to and the timing to get it yeah and the funds and you have to go through all of this rigmarole work and and why do that when you could do something, something that takes maybe half yeah. an hour and you've, you've gotten everything you and need and now there's like cameras everywhere so you'll get caught yeah if not now maybe in a few but weeks. again you're never thinking about the long term you're thinking about the short term you're trying to fix the short term you're trying to get enough money like to even eat. we see around mm. outside like I think I've seen people just sleeping by yeah. the shopping centre at night yep yeah well, there blankets. is a problem with that even here yeah, yeah. like the place. yeah Australia has a really big issue with homelessness when I went to Melbourne it's like the streets like like every every street corner you've got like one person there one person there one person there mm. like even here even in India I w- I mean, when I went, yeah, yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah, like e- um, here in Perth, like you see homeless people, but in Melbourne, it was, there, it was everywhere. It was mm. like an epidemic, you know. Is it population as well? Like Melbourne has much of a greater population, so possibly not very possibly. more percentage of homeless. And yeah, yeah, it could be, and a smaller, percentage. smaller space, I guess, than WA. Like we have this whole. Yeah, but I mean, in, I don't really see homeless people outside the city. That's true. Oh no, I do mm. outside work. I do sometimes, yeah. But yeah, no, I feel like. These kinds of issues, there is an easy, well, not an easy fix. There is a fix that everybody knows will help, but nobody wants to tackle it. Because if it fails, and that becomes, especially in a po- political environment, mm. if you fail making this solution, that's suddenly a mark against your name. Yeah. It's, ah, oh, this person couldn't do that. Would you trust them with your money? And then they put mm. a song on YouTube for you or whatever. That's, <laughs> that's not my like, job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with people yeah. in like government and power, like power corrupts and. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes, you know? mm. and I think we've lost the idea of what politics is meant to be. It's not meant to yeah. be self-serving. It's meant to be finding the best interest for the country. And, yeah, of course. And I feel like it's become the idea of uh, you're over there, so I can't accept anything that you do. You're over there, I got to disagree with you completely, and I've got to do what I want to do because I want to do it. You know. Yeah. And. Yeah, I I don't want to go too much into Australian politics because I've got four. Well, we had a whole segment on it before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll stick yeah. away from the politics. Yeah. So then, what? Obviously, we discussed what should what should sort yeah. of happen, but yeah, like how how would you go about putting things into action? How would that defund work? the military budget and put it towards homelessness? You think that's a joke? <laughs> well, with, with with Chinese boats off the coast of Australia, I mean, okay, <laughs> in America, that's that's, that's a thing. But over yeah. here, over here, like, um, it's housing, which is the issue, right? Yeah, oh, access definitely. to housing, and it's gotten even worse. Affordability, now. affordability right? is ridiculous now. Um, one of the things that people are trying to crack down on, especially like that I've seen in the past couple of years, is uh, 
investment properties is mm. some people have a ridiculous amount of pre- investment properties, right? So I have a certain view on landlords, right? Mm. I'm not a big fan of them because essentially what they do is they buy a house and they suddenly increase the price of that house and now let people uh. buy into it. And then you end up paying more than what the house is worth because, you know, he needs to get money that way, right? Mm. And you don't even get the house at the end. And the maintenance and stuff, you've got to pay out of your own. Yeah, and he, well, the landlord's meant to come and fix it, but that's the thing. Often they have so, like so many properties that mm. for that to get done, you've got like a four week turnaround. Mm. And like, so I feel like an issue here is we have, we don't really have much regulation on that kind of things. And that limits the markets of houses, increases housing prices, and it makes it inaccessible for a lot of people. So I feel like if that happened, if that sort of got anchored down, we'll see a little bit of change, but I think a lot of the change comes from like on the spot treatment. Mm. Yeah, I, I I completely understand where you're coming from on that, and yeah. there are but there are pros to it as well. Obviously, you you get investors come in rather than just being owner occupiers, they can just buy houses up and let them sit there vacant, which happens, right? Mm, mm. I know lots of overseas buyers do that. They'll buy Australian property and houses up. I know, oh, that's right. for instance, the, near my office, just down the road, I like obviously I travel to work an hour, right? Every day, mm-hmm. back and forth. So about spend two hours a day in the car easily. And yeah. just on my street, there's, there's a house there, pretty built in the last five or six years. And it has been, I've been at this, role now for three years right and it has been vacant every single day every single day that i've seen it windows are closed this house is sitting there and it's vacant right it's well kept it's well kept so obviously whoever owns it is paying to for the upkeep it's not a display home but it's not a display home it's always closed i've never seen anybody there right i see the neighbor park their car in the driveway because they know nobody lives there Right mm. and no no sign or anything. No in front sign of or anything, right? Oh, bizarre. And yeah. occasionally you'll see, obviously, like a technician come in or the gardener and do the gardens, but that's about it, right? Mm. And so you have houses like this that are just sitting there vacant, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas at least if there was an investor renting it out, it gives the option for someone to move in there, right? Yeah. yeah I think it's a it's a worse sin when somebody just buys this house and yeah, no, it there, that is one of the issues, right? Because yeah. then people just have no choice, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they're not getting it for free, but at least they have the option to pay for it, right? So, how about this? Both are bad. <laughs> I mean, no, but, that, but for me, that's an idealistic do you world. Feel like, you know, of course, yeah. especially yeah. as a property evaluator, do you feel like this issue is really structurally as well? Like, you know, like you look at houses, and then you know, they you know they're vacant, and your job is to survey houses and things like that. And mm. you, it feel I I would assume it feel even worse for you even looking at it like. You know, house is vacant. No one's using it. Like, well, I, I've done, I've been, and on it's a perfectly few. fine. And you can, you can like judge it. You know, especially with yeah. Well, that I, I agree. Like, I've, I've been to a fair few houses that I've inspected, and they've all been vacant. Mm. And I think to myself, like, well, this would be great. Like, even if I like, and they're not getting any rental income. They're not renting it or whatever. And I yeah. think, like, imagine even if I lived here and gave them like fifty bucks a week, right? Which yeah. is well below market, well, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. But that would make my life so much easier because my. Mm commute wouldn't be an hour it might be 15 or 20 minutes yes, right sure. yeah. but then I also think for other people as well in, in the environment that are struggling right they, they, they this would benefit so many people but yeah. you're having it sitting there vacant so I mean those stats are coming out where, they, where we see the amount of homeless people and the amount of empty homes that we have exactly it's I don't think it's one for one but it, it would bridge the gap Mm, massive. I think also sometimes the stigma of like drug use and misusing the house and not keeping that—that's another one. Yeah, yeah. And look, I can comp- 
I can understand like that. If they right? take care of the house as if, they were, if it was their own child or something, you know. But then, you know. what? one of the issues with that is they're not getting an income, right? True. So, to, but they're getting take, a roof over their head instead of yes. being on the street. Uh, yeah, no, but to take care of something. There is mm. money that goes into that. No, that's true. Which there is, is the upkeep, things, yeah. Which yeah, is one yeah. of the things that a lot of people I don't think realise, especially, and also like, uh, who's going to be paying the bills for and the, the electricity food and how they're going to buy their food and mm. yeah which means that often what happens is they live in the giant house and they take up one corner of the room and that's it you know that's it yeah mm. no they don't have a source of income so they can't you know keep the thing help going them. so yeah. that's what so it's better just to be left unattended no 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 I mean I wouldn't say that no I mean like that's what the view oh <laughs> uh, okay the, the view of like well I, th- I think the view is people who are homeless should help themselves I feel like there's a massive not stigma, but like that's one of like the the forefront. Yeah, things I was homeless, but then I got off on my bootstraps and joined the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the idea that people are homeless. Gotta be is another like expendable body for the, you know, the 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 higher ups. The higher ups. Yeah, no, because like the idea that people are homeless, like a lot of the arguments is, oh, they can do this, they can do that, they can uh, start this job, blah, blah blah. It doesn't require much, but then the pre- like it's expensive being homeless. You know, mm. you have to buy the cheap stuff so you can afford it, but the cheap stuff doesn't last as long, so you're you're replacing it even more. And it's like, do you oh, want to go see. without shoes mm. for two weeks so you can buy you can buy a really good pair of shoes, and then somebody go, wow, that guy has good pairs of shoes. Why is he homeless? And and then mm. you know, if, if they're in such vulnerable places, it can be theft stolen and stuff. Exactly, yeah. it's expensive. And that's the cycle poor. of like crime. It works perfectly. It's meant to be like that. I think. It's insane. It's so we. Crime, essentially, a big factor of it is homelessness, you reckon? And even so though... Not, not having a home will probably lead to high rates of crime. I think homelessness and inaccessibility to basic needs, I think, is a So, what, like, issue. more funding towards, like, a, what, St. Vincent de Paul or, like, Good Sammies and Salvation Army and stuff like that? Because they're, they're still non-for-profit. They're kind of independent organisations. Yeah, there, there are issues with some of those things, but I think, I think it comes to... Act- I don't know giving money to an organization never really like with that kind of stuff especially like one that's global like uh, Salvo and stuff like that it never really um, does as much as you would hope that it would do because mm. you know regular people shop at Salvo's it's not you know for for the homeless population you'd want the government actively creative, creating something that is under governmental view and of funding course. so that way there's no middleman and that because that's the most effective way to get things done mm. I think so what's what's the end game right so if you want to help these people out okay you essentially you, you give them a roof over their head mm. and then you help them I guess accrue a skill yeah. or a right or a trade or a degree so they can go out and they can get a job is that I think that, that to make them productive members of society they can mm. they can be self-sufficient on themselves to exactly have a career and live for their family or but then you know, funding towards homelessness that obviously has to take the expenses from somewhere else, like from like palliative care and other things like well, that. Well, no, like not necessarily because mm. you can take it from any other place. Uh, you know, people go, "Oh, how are we going to fund this when this needs funding?" I mean, but they're, they're pushing tourism and stuff now since the borders are open. So yeah, but, but that's because yeah. that brings in money. It's a there. There are probably things in our country that are vastly overfunded. You know, I I don't imagine. Like remember, remember. What, a couple of, like after the last election when ScoMo said hey we fixed the budget we did so good but he just stripped funding from the NDIS and then that's oh, why yeah, we yeah. were in the black or whatever mm. yeah there's probably situations where they've, they're overfunded something else you know but mm. but because they are comfy in that situation where that is they don't want to take money away from it you know because they're like oh 
we've lived with this being funded this way for so long. We can't have any changes to that. It's all about, yeah. No, so I think it brings us back to the, um, what are you doing? Brings us back to like the original sort of idea of helping people from the get go. Mm. So that homelessness never happens. Mm. But then fixing homelessness would then be another issue. And um, there was some, where was it? I think it was in America, uh, a small town. They, um, they, they funded like the idea of universal income, right? In this like small town, like to test it. Yep. And what they did is, I think it was about four hundred dollars a week is what they ended up coming out with, right? Um, in this town, and they gave it out to people, and they were told it was part of a random distribution, right? However, the people they gave it out to were um, homeless, or they didn't have. Um, they didn't. Uh, yeah, they were homeless or living well below the poverty line. Then what? Mm. And then. The, the argument against the universal income is nobody would have the incentive to work, right? Because why would why would you want to work? You're getting yeah. money, right? Mm. But what they found is with I think it was about eighty percent of the people that received this money ended up getting work within two weeks. Like the, these are oh, it was unemployed people, so unemployed people. Oh, that's like with work okay. skill and stuff, like um, those government funded programs to help people. But this was a, this is a social experiment done oh, by like the government. Oh. So yeah, they went all right, four hundred dollars a week, blah blah blah. They didn't get told like they 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 were told they won't get. Sorry. America. Yes, it was to everybody who wasn't employed, right? Yep. And because you know, when you're employment, you're under, you got stresses, right? They weren't told they were being monitored with the money at all. They were told, all right, here's uh, a new incentive, here's four hundred bucks, and then they did monitor everybody. I think it was like yeah, eighty to seventy percent of people ended up getting work within two weeks of getting that money. Because what happened is that money that comes in stops the stress of a bunch of stuff, right? It stops them stressing about food, clothing, mm. and whatever, which allows them to sort of get the time to maybe. Get a suit to go and get an interview. interview yep. uh, haircuts, uh, just to be presentable to. Yeah, mm. and it, not even with that being the outcome, but just them feeling comfortable within themselves. They've got money to take care of themselves, which means that they they can now focus on taking care of themselves in the long run. Just mm. thinking like homeless people inve- like to train them to be investing in stocks. <laughs> like my money makes money, you know. I mean. Like, I mean, not with the stock things, but with the haircut thing. There was a thing, I think it was in WA, where yeah. people with a giant van basically went around to homeless people and is this a shower? It's a mobile shower. They could go okay. and get a shower and but get a wash and get the clothes washed. They just go around doing that. I'm not sure if it's still active though because I feel like it needed funding and it just didn't. Mm. But yeah. I, then again, yeah, it needs funding. So yeah, like that's, 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 the that's the thing. And like, you know, there's homeless shelters. I think they have a set amount of people that they can feed and exactly. the volunteers to maintain it. And exactly. Even paid roles. Like when I, when I was volunteering at Good Sammy's, only two people like paid and everything else was volunteers. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to get volunteers. Yeah, yeah. And people on the dole and things like that. But people are on the dole for a specific period of time. Mm. I guess till they get employment or... Exactly. Like the answer is there. It's in front of our faces. We know what it is. It's seen it. We've seen it work, right? Mm. But it's just. Does anybody want to commit to that? No, I mean, like again, like government maybe like selfish ideologies and focusing on the elections and putting all the money towards advertising and yeah, mm. and putting it towards you know uh, my like things that aren't good for Australia but are good for the economy. And I feel like that's where the uh, the disparity comes from with this kind of stuff. Yeah, more like like legacy like type of things. Like mm. uh, we'll have this massive twenty three million bike track that goes from here to here that only certain mm. uh, yeah demographic uses. Well, it's it's a bit of a flawed system, right? Because when we go back to housing affordability. Right, there's what is it? Only ten thousand people every year are eligible for the first homeowners grant. 
mm. I believe. There's 10,000 places. Really? But then you think, I believe, yeah, there's 10,000. I think that's, that's ridiculous. Australia-wide, right? That is ridiculous. They might have doubled it How to twenty thousand. How much is a like, What couple thousand? Ten, I think ten thousand dollars. Oh, you just ten thousand dollars for ten thousand people, something like that. Yeah. What? Or they might have doubled. I it thought to everyone 20, was. Lig- I mean, like, I thought most people. The f- first homeowner, right? Yeah. yeah so we, I assume, none of us own a home. No. So no. If we go on, but our parents wouldn't, right? Because if they own their home, they yeah. wouldn't be eligible because they're not first homeowners. And mm. the idea is, if you have only ten thousand people every year, right? So these ten thousand people. So you might have 10,000 people that are eligible for it and you might have, say, another 40,000 people. I don't know how many the statistics of first home buyers every single year, but that would be good to know how many people are first home buyers every year. Say there's 50,000 people, right? They get yeah. into the home, uh, buy their own home every single year. They want prices to stay low. Is that correct? No, yeah. They want prices to stay low so it's more affordable for them to get in. But then you have millions and millions of people that already own houses right mm-hmm. throughout the whole country that want their price to keep going up yeah so already like you're you're at a loss right because these politicians they don't they can't just appeal to the 10,000 30,000 40,000 people that want to buy their own first home they have to appeal to the millions so right? the tens of millions of people that already have their own houses is it in regards to solely building or just purchasing a or purchasing and building okay right so does that bring us to the other issue of wages right if wages are not keeping up I mean, with like the um, with inflation which they are not they're not correct yeah. um, is is do we tackle wages or do we tackle homes and because well they go hand in hand don't they yes because you can't get a mortgage if if you're not making enough money, right? I mean, yeah. even if you with can't pay it off. Well, enough people, do they really need that first homeowner's grant if they have rich parents or things like that? Why not give it to people who actually need it? You know, like. Because it doesn't, they don't care about that as long cause as long as the, 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 that's just spaces. Those food. grants aren't really made to make sure everybody gets help. They, like, if somebody comes up and says, I want that grant and they're legible, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, no, your parents have money. Mm. I think they're going to be like, oh, you have but money? Like, yeah. With youth allowance, they also look at your parents' backgrounds. So yeah, like I that. was never eligible. For I wasn't it, eligible. Which is weird. Mm. I'm, I'm a single-parent household, and at some point, it was like, my mom's like, hey, you got to start doing saving this kind of money because just in case anything happens, I'm like, oh, geez. Mm. And like that became an issue, right? But I was never eligible. I feel like there's an issue with that. So, like They look at history for that, so they, but they don't do for first homeowners. Well, because you're meant you're not you're meant to be at a home. That's the I think yeah, that's I mean, the it idea. It is a bit different, yeah. Because yeah. they, they don't look they at your finances and your income home. and yeah. stuff like when you're owning a home. You know, like if you want to own a home, they look at your finances. They stability. do the banks too. So the banks that give you so the the federal government, the state government, the ones giving out the grants. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think they do. But the banks that are giving you the mortgage will look at your spending history, right? And they'll say, okay, you're spending too much of your of your money on this and that. You. And that's why they say you should have a twenty percent deposit, I see. which is pretty huge, right? We got. To, I, I always had it in my head. It was like out of the home. Off the home, off the home, the twenty percent. Yes, off the, they, that's wow. why they want you to have twenty percent, and you right? already have to have that. So five was five hundred thousand dollars. They expect you to have a hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money to begin I, with, right? Yeah, I don't even have like paying off the students. Ten, I don't even exactly. have ten percent off anything. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. but then they what the new. Obviously, the Morrison government, they've brought out this... I think they've dropped it to 5%, right? Okay. For but the but you, suppl- you supplement it with your... Well, apparently... With your super, right? Or is that something else? No, that that's something else. Okay, so they've, sorry, they've, this sorry, is sorry. This is another yeah. another part, and a lot, this has got a lot of people wondering, because you can apparently you can take up to $50,000 out of your super now 
in order to put towards your home to get into the property market. Okay. But then the idea is, well, you're taken out of, your out of tomorrow's pocket to yeah. fill today's pocket. So it's a bit like, well, is that wise? But and then taxing on top of that. Yeah, and then well. you get yeah, and all that. So it's oh. again, it's rough out there. They're guys. not offering help. They're going. You figure it out. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I and mean, then you you'd imagine the homeless person on top yeah. of that. Yeah. But yeah. then in saying that, like everybody that gets into a home, right? You you they're taking on a lot of debt. What about yeah, the co- like? Yeah, you get a house, but you're taking on a massive mortgage, and you're paying the bank, right? interest and principal for the next 25, 30 years, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the government, they're obviously getting money from your rates, right? You're going to pay rates on your property and whatnot. So they want more people to have homes, right? And then the banks want more people to have a mortgage because the banks and the government will get paid then. It keeps people paying what? money. Which exactly. Goes to the and how does the, what de- declaring bankruptcy work then in this situation? Like, I'm not too versed on how to um, declare bankruptcy. So right? with ban- when you declare bankruptcy, you're basically saying, I've got no money and then like stuff gets wiped. But what happens is it's like doing like a factory reset of everything. You lose everything and you lose mm. access to a bunch of stuff as well. Yeah, but is it temporarily though? I think it. I believe I'm, it is. Yeah, but a couple it's, it's years like, at least. It's it's a while. Yeah. So all homeless people can't declare bankruptcy. They can, but it just might it's not help them to yeah. gain employment. Well, the thing is, a lot of wealthy people, a lot of business owners, you you probably see in newspaper articles and whatnot that usually declare bankruptcy, and then within a couple of years they're back in the same industry with the same business, with just a different name. And yes. you think to yourself, like, how like. Obviously, Again, you people bankrupt. are cheating the system. Yeah, Marvel exactly, almost yeah. declared bankruptcy. Like, remember, like when they were. But that's because they were actually bankrupt. And that's yeah. why they sold off all the characters to everything. <laughs> but then now that's why we got this Doctor Strange movie to go. We've got them back, guys. <laughs> no, that's true. But like, no, that's the thing. So, like, it will, it will res- declaring bankruptcy will re- will restrict you from what exactly? I'm not too sure. I don't know the details, but I know some people have done it at my work. How are we for time? Uh, we're at eight thirty-six, so we're gonna go to music soon. But yeah, um, I don't know. Certain certain things it stops you from getting, and mm. I'm not sure if people when you're applying for a house, if they're going to go, oh, yeah, because your social credit well, score. Well, I think the idea is that if you've got like such, if you've got more debt than what you can pay it off with, right, it gets you out of that. Mm. So if you've got ten million dollars worth of debt to a yep. whole bunch of different contractors, subcontractors, but you've only got like two hundred thousand dollars in the bank, when you declare bankruptcy. I believe you lose that two hundred thousand, yep. but then you lose that ten million dollar debt as well. Yep. That's that's where it works. So that's a cost right? benefit. It's a cost benefit. So it's like, well, yeah, if some you people have to benefit. Spend, yeah, if you have to spend the rest of your life paying ten million dollars off, like you 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 wouldn't survive, right? But then they essentially say, yep, you're bankrupt. Your debt goes, and whatever you've got is gone. But as well. bankruptcy so. is not encouraging reckless spending. No, of course not. Okay, I, I don't think people understand bankruptcy enough to. Mm. You see that as an option when they start making risky But the moves. repercussions of bankruptcy, I mean, we don't know. We uh, I got to look yeah. it up, I guess, during yeah. the break. Or yeah, 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 we will too. Um, but yeah, I was going to say another thing. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I've never liked owing anybody money in mm. real life and to any, like, I, oh, yeah. I paid out my car, I bought it flat. I did not go, Likewise. I did not yeah. finance it because that idea stressed me out, right? I only just got a credit card this year, uh, last year, sorry, mm. maybe, and I only just started using it a couple months ago, uh, f- just for fuel, right? Uh, I'll just yeah. use it to pay off fuel and blah blah. Fuel's worth gold nowadays, so yeah, oh, yeah. good choice. So, so I'm, I'm, yeah, so I don't have to t- pay it out of pocket straight away. I can mm. just pay it off as I go. Um, so yeah, I, the, and then so the idea of me owning a home, well, 
the bank owning a home and me living in it until I can pay for it, that stresses me out because owing that much money, mm. I'm no longer... Like, right now, the money I owe is the money I owe. I don't have any assets, though, yeah. except apart from my car, I guess. Mm. Um, but once once I, I put that down on the deposit, I'm back at zero, and now I'm in I'm in red again. That's right. essentially how it is. And when everyone says that, oh, I own a home, it's like, well, technically, no, the bank owns it. Yeah. I won't own that home for another 30 years. Exactly. And that's scary when you're going to go on prac and you have to save up 10 weeks of income for that. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm living in a suburb, then suddenly that suburb gets um, a new development on it, which makes it not that great. It attracts some other things, and now I'm like, oh, I want to move. And now through the process again I, uh, so property's worth less than what you paid yeah, for it, right? yeah. you're paying for a mortgage that's worth more than your house this, this, is, this happens I I think that the any, like money changing things like because the housing market is like a stock market right It's mm. it goes up and down depending on all the factors that go into it we as people <laughs> we as regular people should not be influenced by that to that extent that no, it affects true. our uh, money, right? Mm. Like we can be influenced by it by just overall things. As the stock market goes down and it affects the economy, right? That's like a blanket statement. It affects everyone equally, right? Mm. But like the housing market can just mess somebody up, you know? Yeah, which, which yeah, yeah, big time. You'll have to analyze the housing market a lot, right? Like as part of your work. Oh well, yeah, it is a big part. Yeah, you okay. sort of have to know. But yeah, in saying that, you know, you, people are saying it's up, people are saying it's down. Yeah, you don't, there's you a bubble to, yeah. and it's going to crash. Exactly. But it doesn't indir- indirectly affect your wages as much as like a commission for real estate. Like you get a set. Well, it depends on the work that comes I in, see. right? Okay. So if people aren't coming into, and obviously yeah. when people are buying houses, right, banks want to do valuations for mortgage purposes. So you're getting more work. So when people are buying houses, you don't need the valuations. So, so is your work governmental in nature? I mean. Both, both okay. government and private. And private we, we, okay. we work for both private and government I see. institutions. Okay. All right. So. Well, we'll cut some music and we'll come back uh, to more of this engaging. So, boys. Philosophizers. Philosophy so, philosophers. Um, who can do the best? I am Plato. Socrates impression. Nietzsche. Frederick Nietzsche. <laughs> oh, oh, no, yes. no, my friend is into him. Really? So, uh, yeah. Um, He's an existential. Have you read The yes. Rational Mail? Yes. Of course, yeah, The Rational <laughs> Mail, yeah. Have you read um, Man, have, Man's Search for Himself? I have not read any of his stuff. My friend, he's really into, like, not, like, weird stuff, but, like, fringe stuff, right? It's, like, mm. philosophy and, like, art. You know, that fringe stuff. Now, he, just, he said something about Nietzsche, and I said... Wow, you've got a really particular, not really particular knowledge set that's very Nietzsche, but as, as like niche. I like that. And yeah, Nietzsche liberal. But yeah, no, no, he, yeah. So he is like existentialism, nihilism. Sorry, right? Okay. Nihilism, and I believe he, yeah, he does cover a bit of. So existentialism. what's a brief overview of nihilism? What does it consist it's of? It's just like nothing matters, right? It's like is that existentialism basically? Existentialism deals with. I think that's nihilism. Yes. Definitely nothing matters. Yes. Nothing but really matters. <laughs> To you, me. you got the tune wrong as a music Terrible. That was not What, the wrong key? No, you got the wrong like tune. Like, it's like, really? I mm. thought that was the right... Really mm. Anyway. Nothing. But existentialism is, I guess, comes down to the meaning of life and how our human experiences shape it, right? So it's yeah. like... Like it's It just pretty much poses the question, right, what is the meaning of life, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily my career. It's not my relationship. It's not... It's not any of these things that we strive for, right? Because yeah. you can have all of these things. You can have a good paying job. And I know, obviously, Rollo May, he was a psychologist. And have you, didn't you guys Rollo know about... Rollo Tamazi? No, no. Rollo May, he was a psychologist. And uh, do you know Victor Frankl? No. He wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning. 
Okay. It's essentially about his experiences in the concentration camps, right? I see. And yeah. how obviously his suffering, right? Everything that he went through, he put a meaning towards that, if that makes sense. And what he and what he was essentially saying is that those that were devoid of any meaning and any purpose in spite of their suffering were the first to die. But those that found meaning and purpose in their suffering were the ones that lasted the longest and lived out their experiences. Well, that's definitely true. When you see the celebrities, like uh, you know, who tragically passed away and like through mm. their own means, um, they were rich and everything, but they didn't have a meaning exactly. in life. Exactly. And like you know, yeah. I, I would essentially sum down what is the meaning of life. I would say service. Yeah, I, I agree. But then you have people like what was it Robin? Is it Robin Williams? Was yeah, I was gonna name? say Robin. I didn't want to say yeah, specific words. Yeah. yeah, but he he obviously took his own life right a few yeah. years yeah. ago, and he was so renowned. Everyone but loved him. He his but apparently apparently there was multiple reasons for that. Is he started getting dementia, and mm. I, I, he, I think it's come out, but I'm not sure how factual it is. Though mm. um, it's come out like he said. Well, it's said that he didn't want to lose himself, and so he wanted to end on a high instead of oh, well. descend down because like oh, if so you like, like the, the personality that he is yeah. I can kind of understand where he's coming from you know no, it's, it's quite tragic though still yeah he was like recorded as saying like you know the, the photography they treat me like a zoo animal like I'm like yeah. just going around and everywhere I go photos and I just feel caged up you know and yeah. being that's what I always say it's better to be the songwriter than the artist you know mm. you get that you know you get the privacy and you can do whatever you mm. want, or the producer, or things like that. Like uh, I've got two questions, more for you because I think you've answered this. Sure. So, feel free to answer them in any order, knowing we've got about four minutes left. Um, one, have you seen the Good Place? The Good Place is that Robert Pattinson? No, that's good. Oh no, no that's, that's Matt Damon. Show. Is it? No, Good Place is a TV um, show. Amy, uh, Kirsten it's Bell. On, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's about philosophy. It's about people who die. They're in the place called the Good Place. It's neither heaven nor any other denomination wow no I haven't it's very good it's a comedy it's made by people who made The Office okay. and, and it tackles one guy's a philosophy major and he and they tr- say how do we do how do we how do we become good people because they're all people who aren't meant to be there mm. and so they go through all these phil- uh, uh, philosophers and like their views on how to do it and then they put it into work and stuff very good show and the ending is one of the best things. Okay, I'll watch it. It's on my list. Good, good. And the other question is, uh, you know, you, you, you've talked about how you're religious. Does, does your religion inform sort of what philosophy means to you? Like, what, what do you ascribe to? Or is it the other way around? Are you able to be shaped by philosophy and just have that uh, shape your view on religion? Big question. We've got three minutes. Very big question. <laughs> yeah, I, I. it's a bit of both. Yep. Obviously, and like I mentioned earlier in the pod, oh, earlier in the show, you, it comes back to questioning, right? You got to question uh, yeah, everything, fair, and you yeah. have to explore. Yep. And there's nothing wrong in in my faith that says that I can't explore the ideas and the views of other philosophers that have lived. Yes. Right. Okay. I've I've read a uh, man man's search for himself by Rollo May, for instance. He was an existential psychologist, and yep. like I got so much out of that book, right? So much. Same with even Viktor Frankl. None of these philosophers right none of these psychologists spoke necessarily from a point of view coming from the faith right yeah rather from um from an outward point of view from rather a more secular point of view yeah okay. and so i can be shaped by both of them because especially when i'm trying to relate uh, fair enough how i relate with other religious people is different to how i relate with people that 
aren't religious. Okay, yeah. And you have to be able to relate with yes, all of yes, them, yeah. right? And like you said, Michael, if you want to be a service to others, you have yep. to know how to relate to everyone, essentially. That's yeah. true. you so got to speak their language, you know, per se, not, you know, physically, but like their emotional language. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah. exactly. That's and the church true. gives a great teaching on philosophy and the meaning of life, but so do a lot of these other psychologists and... At the end of the day, yeah. it's just so broad of an issue again that people find life through their own means, maybe mm. just in a quiet place in the country or through that starting their own family or just maybe in isolation and you have your own peace of mind. Um, mm. A lot of different ways and it's really subjective based on your upbringing and things like that. So Yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of our show. Oh, yeah, that's oh, unfortunate. This was a good show. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for joining oh, us, thank Mario. Thank you, guys. Thanks been for a pleasure. You. you really facilitated some very interesting conversations, I think. Um, and to those who are listening at home, make sure to follow us on our Instagram. Chuck us a follow on our TikTok. Go like everything. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yo, have a nice night and take care of yourselves. Yeah, we'll see you later. See you guys.